gentlemen, ghouls, goblins, jack-o'-lanterns, skeletons, I don't know, witches, vampires, werewolves. Am I missing anything, Scott? Zombies. Zombie. Someday. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to episode 19 of the Friday Nightmares podcast, Halloween special. Our first. Our first again. I am one half of your hosting team, Heather Powell, coming to you today from Waterdown, Ontario, Canada. And with me, as always, is Smoke Show Crawford, coming to you from Swartz Creek, Michigan. Uh, A bit uh, dreary and rainy today and kind of cold, so typical northern fall weather. Yeah, we actually have the same weather today, which yet again, we're only three and a half hours apart. Wait, you don't have like 10 feet of snow? You know, I was going to say something really sweet about, but it feels like more than that because we haven't seen each other for a long time. But now you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm happy that you're Aww. stuck on the other side of the border. Damn oh, it. Man, did we have plans for this month? Uh, oh, so many plans. You know, Scotty's birthday just passed. Yes. And Scotty's old now, uh, yeah. 39. And originally, uh, Scotty and I had talked about me coming out there, and we were going to go to the uh, big Detroit haunt. What was it yeah, called? Erebus. Erebus. And I was going to take him out for dinner and make him put out, because that's what you do when someone takes you out for dinner. That's how it rolls. <laughs> that's how it rolls with me anyway. Um, but obviously, luckily for Scott, that didn't happen. Um, we are still still dealing with the closed borders of Canada and the United States, they are open. So technically you could go to the United States and you could go to Canada, uh, but there's a 14 day quarantine. Unfortunately, driving borders are closed, but I could fly into the United States. I cannot fly to Detroit because there is no flights from Toronto and I cannot not leave my house for 14 days, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so we will not be doing Days of the Dead as well this year. Yeah, unfortunately. But the light at the end of the tunnel is that... Uh, Scotty will be coming up here in hopefully February. And I just realized I never let you introduce yourself. Did I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you did. <laughs> I'm not I let you introduce yourself. Um, Scotty will hopefully be coming up here in February and we'll go to nightmares. I'm actually saving it for him. I can't wait. It sounds sounds like so much freaking fun. It's fucking scary, and that's why I'm saving it for you. <laughs> I'm so yes. fucking scared. I don't want to go in it. <laughs> I was like, because I so need to be like just totally startled because I haven't been scared at a haunt in a while. It's had a, this is going to be fucking scary. Like, it's it's scary. Um, it has one of the highest chickened out rates for haunts. Nice. And it's full year, so these people do this all the time. Yeah, that makes it even more even better because yeah, they they have all the time to practice and just 
and make it even better each time. Right. Yeah. They get better every day. <laughs> <laughs> Just think how great they'll be by 2025, Scott. If that's when the borders open. Fuck. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fire um but this is our halloween special and uh like every other podcast out there that's horror related of course we had to do one um, yeah i mean it's it's just part of our blood we have to do a halloween episode one way or another it's part of your podcasting contract make-believe contract that you sign that right. you have to do fucking horror podcast or halloween podcast but you've had some cool shit go on why don't you tell us about the halloween adventures you've been up to and i'll share some of mine all right so yeah uh, just this past week uh this weekend that uh we're recording uh what is it october 17th or october 18th 18th yeah october 18th so yeah uh yesterday i went went on a date and we ended up going to a very pretty friend of yours oh she is <laughs> yeah we decided to uh Go to uh, what it like. This is where the Renaissance Festival is usually held during like the late summer, early fall, and because of COVID, Renaissance Festival really didn't go on. They had kind of like this drive-through thing, just kind of like make some money. But it, this was their first year that they decided to do like to turn the whole f- fairgrounds into a like haunted uh, festival, mm. and. Like, I think they called it, like, the Phantasm of Lights and the Halloween at Holly Grove. Like, there's a couple different names for it. And, yeah, it was, uh, like, it was a show for all ages. So I went in expecting, like, oh, maybe a few jump scares here and there, but it's not going to be, like, horribly scary or anything. And it was really cool, though. Like, I love the way they did it. Like, the way they decorated the whole place. They had sections blocked off that you could usually walk down during the regular festival, but if you walked the whole thing, it would have taken hours to get through it all. Mm. So like they just kind of roped a lot of stuff off and you had to like, you were forced to go certain areas and the areas that they had decorated were really freaking cool. And like had some creepy uh, lights and sound effects and though not really scary, looked really cool. And I will say the most frightening thing of like the most creepy thing of this was the fact that, I'm at this fairgrounds that I've gone to every year, multiple times in complete pitch black, which I've never been. And all the vendor buildings that they have set up in that area are completely abandoned because no one's there during the year. And it made for really creepy hiding spots for scare actors to like jump out at you. Like you didn't know where they would be coming from. Cause there's just so many buildings and you're just walking and you have to just keep an eye out for things. And uh, the lady I was with, she ended up like getting very easily startled, and she, I, I never jumped myself except for when someone startled her and she screamed, and then her scream made me jump. Did you wear your Renaissance outfit? I was tempted to. I've seen a few people actually did wear theirs, and you would have been like, "Milady, <laughs> let me calm your nerves. Let me I pull out my sword and duel this demon." I shall fight for your honor. And she'd been like, ah, Scott, can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> that is exactly what she would say, too. <laughs> good woman right there, Scott. It's a good woman right there. But yeah, um, it, was, 
it was cool though because yeah, I was just I, and just like I was talking on our haunted attractions episode, I'm that type of person that will like stop and like go, "Ooh, I love the detail they put into yeah, you're this." The creeper that goes to these haunts, actually, you're the <laughs> scariest part about the haunt. Right, exactly. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm the guy that the freaking uh, actors get annoyed by because they're just like, ah, "He's talking to me," and I'm trying to stay in character. Like, oh man, I love the look. That is you're, awesome. They're like, "Wow, this guy. Yes, yes, it's very nice. You're right. <laughs> this looks really good." <laughs> <laughs> he, oh. he wants to be part of the display but he's not <laughs> i do it's like me too when i go to i told you last year i was on the haunted hayride and jason dropped on and i was like jason 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 <laughs> and i was like screaming and shit um i'm really glad you had a good time it's nice to get out and do something halloweeny i did a ghost tour we talked that's about right offline back at the beginning of October in Toronto, in the distillery district of Toronto. (laughs) Um, It was more historical uh, than than ghosty, but it was really cool to learn about the history of um, of the distillery district. So that was where uh, the first alcohol was made in Toronto. So a lot of the buildings have been maintained to their original 1800s uh, stature. And uh, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. So anyway, we had this nice young lady who was a dual language, so French and English, because Canada is officially bilingual and uh, you could hear the French accent right so she does this whole tour. Oh, yeah. we get to the end and there's this big tall building in front of us and she kind of goes on the final ghost story and I look up and a light turns on at the top of this building this older building and I'm staring at it and she's like does anyone have any questions and I'm like why is that light on and I point up and everyone's head is like whoosh whoop right and they all <laughs> like turn up and she's like I don't know probably obviously someone was doing maintenance work or whatever right like i'm sure it was the ghost turn on the night but like it was um it was pretty fun and then uh i went to boo at the zoo oh that's right you did with my friend's kids and i dressed up as super heather uh superwoman you looked awesome too thank you um and there were the animals were super active and the kids did great for trick-or-treating. Um, we had such a blast. Hey, uh, hey, Tim Davis, I saw some fucking kangaroos. They said hi. <laughs> yeah. And they called you some C-words that I won't use here. Yeah, some silly Aussie C-words. Specifically for Tim Davis and Daniel Luffy. Um, <laughs> from the Horror for Dennis Yeah, because I didn't, because I, I think, because isn't that the kangaroo that you said, uh, like the kangaroo told you that Tim Davis punched him? Yeah, and he was like, that guy? Oh man, that guy, he beats up seagulls and shit too when they try to steal his kid's ice cream. If you listen to our last episode, we had the horror for dummies guys on and, and you would have heard Tim's story, heroic story of beating up seagulls. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I was thinking, and I literally thought of like Tim and Daniels and that was like fucking nerdy thing. Oh, kangaroo, Tim and Daniel. Um, but oh, yeah. The North was, American thing for Australians. North American, but the kids were all dressed up. There was one family that was dressed up as the Incredibles and they looked really sick. They looked awesome. Because I think you took a couple of pictures or video of them, didn't you? I did. Oh, yeah. and then prior to that, I went to this farm and I'll skip over. So it was a, it was just a farm thing. And then they had the spooky barn. And I had my, my, two, my friends was my friends. So we had our friend's kids. So my friend, Anne and myself are called Auntie Heather and Auntie Anne. And we had my friend Amber's kid. So Amber wasn't there. And uh, we were going to go through the spooky barn, but but my friend's kids are a little shy and they're a little nervous and they don't really like to be scared. And I said to the person at the front, I was like, Oh, like how scary is it? She's like, well, it's, it's made for about an eight year old. I'm like, okay, well I'll go in first by myself. 
thinking <laughs> big brave heather right and um i'll see if it's scary enough so holy shit was this terrifying so i go into the first room and it's fine right but then i walk smack into cobwebs so they had floor to ceiling like sticky like thick rope that was cobweb so i'm feeling out to get through it but of course whenever you trigger things puppets jump out of the walls <laughs> so i had things falling down from the ceiling i had stuff coming at me and at one point i think i told you the story the floor sunk in yeah so i went to walk across this bridge and i stepped on the squishy part of the floor and this fucking mummy or whatever it was came out of the fucking ground i was like ah! it was terrifying <laughs> so like i'm trying to get through this like exhibit right because i'm like holy shit what did i get myself into i can't bring the kids into this they're gonna be scared so i get out and my friend Anne's like so uh how was it i'm like oh you know it was fine but i don't <laughs> i don't think the kids should do it but it was i gotta say for like a a small little haunt with no live actors just puppets and stuff like it was pretty well done like there was a dragon midway through it that an animatronic dragon that looked pretty good that's awesome <laughs> like it was actually pretty impressive i wish i had got my phone out but i was too busy trying to get out of that attraction <laughs> yeah, no one knew you would have had your phone and you would have probably dropped it when you got startled by a puppet oh, probably and broke it <laughs> more than it already is but that's that's it and then i'm going to um scare park next weekend which yeah is that, thing that looks awesome miss. so we'll see how that is um <laughs> but yeah any anything special for your birthday, Scott? And your big month? Uh, yeah. Well, I'll say I did kind of celebrate my birthday uh, by on my birthday weekend. I took a train from the town Durand here in uh, Michigan and took a train out to Chicago and just did a uh, solo solo out of state trip adventure. Got a hotel right in downtown district, right next uh, about a block away from the Sears, or as most people know now, the Willis Tower. And Willis, like Willis Wheeler? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Willis Wheeler is a podcaster, in case anyone's wondering. You can hear him on NFW. Yeah, I was because I, I was sitting in my hotel and all I hear is this movie's barn. <laughs> you're like, Willis? Willis Tower. Oh, Willis must be in the tower. <laughs> That's funny. But, uh, but yeah, I ended up going out there and uh, met up with uh, one of our uh, fellow listeners of our show, uh, Liz. And Shout out to Liz. She ended up. Uh, having me over and we watched a couple our uh, universal horror movie and then uh, or which was frankenstein which very i had never cool. seen very cool and my then, dog looks like frankenstein right now because he had surgery <laughs> <laughs> yes he does he looks like a puppy frankenstein hey frankenweenie 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 yeah <laughs> uh but yeah then i ended up trying I had, of course while i was out there i had to try the chicago deep dish style pizza mm. freaking amazing num 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 uh, and then yeah then i got back to the hotel then saturday woke up uh liz met me in town and we ended up uh she ended up showing me all around the sites and we ended up while we were walking and checking out the, uh, the touristy sites ran into fellow podcaster gary hill from Cinema let me Beach. ask you did she say i have such sites to show you and then gary showed up and you were like whoa hellraiser say if, what <laughs> if if that if that did happen that would have been freaking perfect <laughs> <laughs> But I got to meet Gary and his uh, cute little doggy. Oh, Darla? Yeah, Darla. Yeah, he had like had her in a little side pouch on him while he was walking. <laughs> so cute. Well, shouts out to Gary Hill, who's back in business with Cinema Beef and NFW and other, all the other podcasts that he's on right now. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did finally get a chance to get back on. Yeah. He's back. He's, he's back, back, baby. Uh, but yeah, that was great running to him. We chatted for a good like half hour, 40 minutes. And then uh, 
Yep, when seeing the sites, I got to see the Birmingham Fountain, which unfortunately was turned off, like, and drained, but it's the fountain in the opening credits of the uh, theme song to Married with Children, so of course oh, I had go. to go see it. Very cool. And then, uh, yeah, we went to the Institute of Art, or the Art Institute in Chicago, which is where Ferris Bueller was filmed, or parts of Ferris Bueller was filmed. Oh, no way. Yeah, uh, I tried getting in there on my on my next day, but their uh, tickets were sold out, unfortunately, so I couldn't get inside. But yeah, we ended up, I ended up uh, also like just doing some solo exploring and ran it, uh, ran out to the touristy area again and found the Ghirardelli uh, chocolate store. And there's only apparently two of those in the U.S., one in California and one in Chicago. Nom, 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 nom. And I had to try their world-famous hot fudge sundae. And, oh, my God. It looked good. Oh, it was so freaking sweet. It almost looked as good as you, Scott. Oh, damn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <But> yeah, it was. <laughs> he can't come back from that. He's all like, like yeah. <laughs> got to be all flustered now. <laughs> He's like, wow, Heather, like, shit, I'll take you to the haunt next time. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> next moment, I'll be telling Scott he's stupid. So you, you can never really know with me. That's so true. That's why, that's kind of why I was taking it back. <laughs> like, I'm not used to having to say nice things to me on air. She usually <laughs> says all those things off air. <laughs> right. But, yeah, that was a really uh, great weekend, uh, yeah, because I took like uh took Friday and Monday outside a four day weekend. I came back Sunday night and then just chilled around the house on Monday and released our Australian episode and just kind of got back into the groove of things. Yeah, you took amazing photos. You're uh, you're really good at taking photos. Like you oh, actually you. do a really really good job. And uh, you took some great selfies. I'm so proud of you that that time I spent with you and I helped you with your selfie game. You've come <laughs> a long way. I have um, better than the down or the upward angle down by my uh, stomach. Oh my God, came it up to my face. The, those were the worst. But you know, I was talking to Brandon Orlick. Surprise, surprise! From exploding heads, because <laughs> um, we're besties. Even though he doesn't want to be besties with me, he is anyway. Um, he's forced. To, he's, he's forced uh, to be. Yeah. And he was making fun of all my selfies, and he goes, "You know what they are, Heather? They're called lonelies because you have no one else to take the picture for you." Oh, <laughs> wow. But that's pretty funny, is it not? That lonely. is pretty funny, but that Hashtag is like lonelies. <laughs> Let me take a lonely. <laughs> oh, that is just wow. That is a good burn. <laughs> Isn't it? I think it's really funny, actually. Like, that tells you the kind of person I am. It takes a lot to make me pissed. What he likes to do to make me mad is he'll tell me that Canada, the Canadian government takes 80% of our income. <laughs> Taxes is that, which, you know, he knows sends me into, like, this spiral of rage. Not true, right? <laughs> um, but I'm so glad you had a great time and you got out of the state of Michigan. And you uh, were safe. Let's, let's all make something very clear here. Scott wore masks. He sanitized his hands. Scott is a big boy. Yep. And he was able to make sure he engaged in safe sightseeing. Yep. I'll say like, even when I was uh, on the train, we had to wear our masks the entire uh, five hour train ride. Um, when I was walking downtown, like I didn't wear, I didn't wear a mask because I was outside. But once I got to the touristy area where it was like really congested crowds, I kept my pay, uh, kept my space and then threw my mask on just because I was like well a lot of people here just better to be safe than sorry mm -hmm. absolutely and then yeah sanitized stations like everywhere in Chicago so it was just like my hands were just like pretty much clean the entire time <laughs> well and, and I'm pretty sure you don't lick doorknobs anymore and stuff like that so you're you're what? pretty good I kind of do 
it's, it's kind, awkward. It's kind of like a lolly. It's kind of like a lollipop. <laughs> like a lollipop. Um, but if we, <laughs> if Scott and I lived in the same country, we definitely would have chilled in person by now. The only reason we can't is because government has restricted us from being able to. Right, so like, exactly. And we would have done so safely. Um, and if Scott hopefully can come up here in February, um, which I'm really hoping for, I've already started planning the make-believe trip that hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> um in hopes that it does so i can take him to like i'm gonna cram for all my for all my canadian ontario people i'm gonna try to do niagara on the friday if he can get here soon enough and toronto on the saturday now we can't do everything in toronto we can do everything in niagara falls niagara falls ain't that big it doesn't take right. that much um but and then i'll do niagara on the lake next time he comes up so we're anyway we'll see hopefully it happens so okay <laughs> Well, here's the good news. Um, my dog is doing better. He had ACL surgery this week. Um, so he's barking. So that's a good sign. <laughs> right. Exactly. He's back to his typical Micmac self. Back to, and I set up for Halloween today. I put my blow up dog, blow up dog, <laughs> blow up dog, blow up dog. <laughs> my blow up doll I keep in the house. <laughs> Scott's rolling off the couch right now. Whatever, Scott. No. I got it because I got you a two-for-one deal, so you have one, too. Oh, that was great. My blow-up dog. <laughs> He's still laughing. <laughs> I haven't seen you laugh that hard in a long time. Oh, my God. That was great. My blow-up dog. So, you know, like, one of those blow-ups <laughs> blow dog enough times, people are like, we get it, Heather. Um, <laughs> you know the blow-up ghosts and shit like that? Yeah. You know, like, you always have those, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, that's on my front lawn. And I have this ceramic pumpkin that my grandmother made for me. You're going to laugh at that now, Scott? Nope. Um, who's dead now, Scott? Oh. Um, well, been dead a long time, but <laughs> um, that I have outside and a couple other things. So I just decorated today because I kind of wanted to see if Halloween was going to happen. Like, I didn't want to decorate. And then right. be like, no Halloween. And we have to take all the shit in. So, like, it's happening now. And I'll be putting my blowout doll, blow up doll out later. Hell yes, very big. Sure. <laughs> I'll be sure covering the areas that the fun spots. At least, at least put a sock on it. I don't think a blow up doll like that would work for me. Like it would. Yeah, I don't know if it would be hard enough to get the job done. I mean, all I gotta do is like get a regular blow up doll and then stuff a two headed dildo in there. Boom. Yeah, but I don't want to, just like the man, I don't need the full thing. Scott. <laughs> uh, I just need one part. That's very true. I'm not looking for their fucking names. We know this from the relationship episode. Though I I, I name my blow up dolls though, just because if you're if it's gonna be around, you gotta get gotta get used to it and start calling it by name. Is one of them Tim Davis? You know it. <laughs> and I feed him KFC and KFC. Um, anyway, that was that was a really fun side talk we had. Your <laughs> laughing was like the best part of this entire thing. Actually, oh, like this great. is why we should switch to video. I am wearing my Friday the Thirteenth uh, hoodie because I didn't order the box set. Scott and I are like the two people in the entire community that didn't order the box set, so we have absolutely <laughs> nothing to say about it. But I'm really glad that everybody's got theirs. I'm really sad that there's three discs that need to be. Um, fixed there's been the issues or something like that yeah that, that happens occasionally with like uh certain releases with scream factory that like 
either audio ends up missing out or something's missing from the disc. Uh, the ones that I feel the worst for apparently are the ones that are getting the box set and they're getting duplicates of certain movies and not the full set. So they're just, <laughs> just get like all Friday the 13th too. <laughs> and there was someone, someone got four Friday the 13th remakes. You were going to like this fucking remake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, you were going to like this and love it and deal with it. <laughs> it's the best movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really like the Friday 13th remake. Oh, so do I. I. Like, I like all of them, but like, I'm not a huge fan. Even though I own a lot of Friday 13th shit, it's just because it's one of the most popular horror movies. So when people buy me shit, it's always Friday the 13th shit. Right. <laughs> like, that's why. Like, it's not because I'm like in love with Jason. It's just because it is what it is. It's what's yeah. available. And speaking of like, uh, like getting a lot of shit for birthdays. Well, apparently my Gremlin collection has just like fucking quadrupled because everybody. It was a Gremlins themed birthday this year. From it's because oh. I started the trend. I got you, you the fucking gifts. Everyone saw and they were like, "Shit, that's what he likes." <laughs> I got you Gremlin shit. That's why. Yeah, I say like, you, and then Kim, and then my roommate Tim. Honestly, like, why are these people giving you such nice gifts? <laughs> I don't know. Like, why? I don't deserve it. Like, like, you, what are they doing? You and everybody else have got me such nice gifts, and I don't deserve it. No, I feel like I got you the shitty gifts compared to what everyone else is getting you. I was like, here's a blanket. I ordered it from Amazon. <laughs> here's some socks. Well, the Vincent Price, um, uh, what we call mask? that bandana? Uh, yeah, uh, neck, uh, neck gator is like my fave because i feel yeah. like not a lot of people know you like vincent price as much as gremlins we don't talk about it as much right exactly and yeah that i love that freaking neck gator no i actually uh like i uh when i wore it to chicago someone recognized who it was oh yeah yeah i was like oh nice i want to be friends with you now <laughs> and they were like please leave me alone creepy man <laughs> right creepy bearded man that i don't know that is like now talking to me i shouldn't have you were like that you're like it's a wonderful day in the neighborhood a wonderful day in the neighborhood <laughs> i am <laughs> but i guess we should get into our movies anyway happy halloween everybody um trick-or-treating is happening here in canada with caution i have a safety on well, the safety plan I, I plan to make sure all trick-or-treaters are comfortable i'm going to sit on my porch put candy at least six feet away from me a little bottle or a big bottle or whatever of hand sanitizer and watch the kitties because um you know if parents are comfortable and they want to bring their kids out i am happy to supply the candy and my goal is to get full-size chocolate bars from costco that's awesome so i become that house you know be warned though you once you become that house it becomes expected of you you know what i feel like the kids fucking deserve it this year oh man. they they absolutely freaking do like if i could serve booze to the adults i would but like you can't do that so you know uh, there does need to be an adult Halloween where we just like leave the kids at home. We all go to each next door neighbor's house and keep going trick or treating like house to house and just getting like little airplane shots. <laughs> that'd be pretty epic. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> sounds like sounds like what I want to do now. <laughs> right, that's like something me and my friends are gonna do. Um, yeah, and I'm going to a drag show too on Devil Devil's Night. I'm gonna be freaking hammered. So I mean, oh, you are. Nah, I'm gonna be hammered. I don't even know why I pretend not to be. Oh, you are. Um, I, I already know. I'm gonna be getting boo. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and probably some shit talking videos from you and Ann. Oh, yeah, the pentagon <laughs> trash Ann gets. Yeah, it's true. Bitches be crazy. Bitches be crazy. Is trick or treating happening for you? I, be I believe it is. I know, like, while I was in Chicago, they did uh, trunk or treating, but it uh, looked like a massive crowd showed up for that. So I don't know if there'll be many that'll Why go out. They just out? do it from the house because you can socially distance with that. 
Yeah, I I don't I don't get why they did trunk or training. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. Like because like ninety percent of the people weren't wearing masks and like weren't social distancing at all. So I'm going, I I'm not gonna say a word on the post. I'm just gonna scroll past it. Just keep scrolling. Just keep scrolling. But I'll probably what I'll end up doing is probably buying like a huge bag of like the candies that I'll talk about in our out of our dark, out of the dark segment that I love getting. And I hope uh, they're not shit candies. They. Well, you you kind of know my taste, so they might it's, be shit candies. That's fair. Ah, damn! All right. Did <laughs> but, your uh, drama club make them? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to fund their next film. Yeah, damn right they did. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I'm gonna buy like a huge bag of candies, and then worst case scenario, if no one shows up, like I'll do kind of the same <laughs> you thing you are. Eat them by yourself. Yep, exactly. Right? Just have like my own like candy high. <laughs> well, maybe it's, you'll uh, you'll have some friends to hang out with on Halloween night. Yeah, there's a good possibility. I mean, and if not, I'll get dressed up. I'll take one of my pillow sacks. And if no one does stop by my house, I'll fill my whole pillow sack with candy. And then I'll pretend like I just got back from trick-or-treating and dump it all on the table and start sorting through it and watch scary movies. You're like, oh my God, I can't believe I got this. (laughs) (laughs) I would totally do it. (laughs) Oh my God, that's amazing. (laughs) Oh man, great. Well, you know what? We're making the best of Halloween here on Friday Nightmares. You know, I am so done with listening to people complain about 2020. I'm fucking done with it. Me too. Yes, it sucks. Like, the only things that really suck is I can't see my American friends. I'll be honest. That's the only thing that has me bummed out now. I've made the best of this October. I've done some cool shit. Um, You know what? Like, until I get to see you motherfuckers again, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Right. Same here. Like, that's the only thing that I'm, like, saying. I wish that would hurry up and go away so I could come out and hang out with you. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, you just make just gotta make the best of the situation. It's true, and then I'll hurry up and make you go away after you come up and visit. Yeah, exactly. He'll be like, "All right, I I got my day of you. I'm tired. Okay. You're you're annoying. And now it's time for you to leave. I'll see you in a year." Oh. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. All right. So should we break into these 2020 movies? Yeah, let's do it. You take the first one. All right. You do it. You do it. All right. So the first movie that we ended up watching. Uh, we I think we pretty much watched all these uh, except for one separately, but like, at the, like we all watched them, but just at different times. Uh, but this one is the Wolf of Snow Hollow, and this is pretty much about a small town community that starts having uh, like savage animal attacks happening to victims in their town, and the police investigators start or the police chief starts getting involved and trying to figure out the killer and all that, and man this was it's it's right you can tell right from the beginning it's a werewolf movie and well it's a werewolf movie yeah (laughs) and spoilers scott yeah that's that's not a spoiler (laughs) for this movie (laughs) but uh i will say like werewolf films are tough like they can either be there's some really good ones and then they're just some a lot of bad ones like it's very few and far between when you get a good one and this is one of the good ones the acting in it was great had uh some good comedic moments that i didn't expect like especially from the main character that plays the uh police sergeant or the chief oh my gosh his character cracked me up and at the same time i felt bad for him at, at the exact same time like but yeah this was yeah the dry really humor was quite good in this yeah it really was yeah like it's probably i think it's gonna be in my top 20 i haven't moved it on my list yet but 
yeah, it was a really, it was a really good film. I, I think you've summed it up. The dark humor or the sarcastic humor was very good. It was filmed well. The acting was decent. The story moved. Um, it pulled emotions from you that it meant to pull. I, I definitely, I, I don't think it'll be in my top 20, but it was a very solid film and I would recommend it to anyone. It's available on Apple, Google, Google, Voodoo, YouTube, and uh, gosh, I always forget this last one, Microsoft Store, which is Canada. So Microsoft Store in Canada, if they're, they're looking for it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, I guess I'll take the next one then. Uh, yes. Because I really liked this one a lot. I liked it yes, a lot. you did. And you recommended it to me. And I am not somebody who enjoys exorcism movies. And this movie is called The Cleansing Hour. I will sit through them and put up with them, but I feel like they've all been done before. And how many times can we do the same shit over and over again? This movie changed it. Yes. This movie was not your typical exorcism film. This movie was modern day. This movie included social media. This fucking demon was awesome and had some of the best dialogue I've seen in a long time. And it had what most be- what most demons and most exorcism films doesn't have an actual end goal. Yes. Like, you know yes. what his plan is and holy shit. And yeah, I am right there with you. Like, when you told me to watch this one, I'm like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll throw this on because you really, really liked it. I'm like, and when you really like a movie, I usually just jump on board because I'm like, more than likely, I'll like it. And at first I'm going, oh boy, mm-hmm. like this, these type of characters, this is, oh boy, this, this is what we're doing. And then it gets into it and I'm going, oh, holy crap. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it gets really dark really fast. It's a 94-minute runtime. It does not feel like a 94-minute runtime. It feels like it goes by like that. It's it's a snap in the wind, snap in the wind, snap of the finger, and you feel like the movie's done. And yeah. I really, really recommend it. Unfortunately, I don't have here where it's available. I'm going to uh, go with hopefully the Apple Store. Do you have it where is, it's available? It is. It's actually uh, the, the day that you and I watched it, the very next day, it got dropped on Shutter. Excellent. So it is on Shutter. So if you have Shutter, watch this movie. It is worth your time. It is well done. It is not long. I think it's great for the Halloween season. Well, you know, we are horror fans. We like fucking horror all year round. But like, it is definitely solid, solid, solid film. Yeah, this was really good. And I think it's in both of our top tens. Absolutely. Yeah, I had a blast with it. Um, The next one is also one that just keeps creeping further and further up the list like because <laughs> it's one that just has stuck with me since i watched it and that is the third movie this year called scare me and i feel like this is the one that mark nato was talking about super long ago that he saw a screener of yeah i'm thinking it might have been because he said it was two people storytelling yeah and we finally got it right <laughs> and uh Man, like I read the description, I'm going, oh, this is going to be like a horror anthology series because they're telling tales and mm-hmm. oh, sweet. Little did I know this was literally two people telling stories to each other and you're just watching them tell mm-hmm. these stories. Mm-hmm. And my God, the acting between these two was incredible. Absolutely. Uh, and I forget her name. But Fanny? She, uh, like what is her actress name? Aya Cash. Yeah, Aya Cash. And Josh Rubin? Yeah, Aya Cash and Josh Rubin. Well, Aya Cash actually just uh, got off of the season two of The Boys. And she played Stormfront on that. 
Nice. And like, so I wanted to watch this because I was like, oh, I'd never seen her in anything else. And then like, oh my gosh, it's funny. It's like, it had me like glued to the screen the entire time because it sounds boring when you say, oh yeah, two people just telling each other stories. But no, they acted out like the, the character acts every character in their story out and there's like sound effects and shadows and like it is just so well done. It's funny. It's uh, kind of uh, sad in a way. And it just this is one of those. It literally could be a uh, stage play. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. It's an extremely well done film. Um, very well acted between the two actors. Uh, I don't know why it's so low on my list. I'll probably move it up. Um, it is it is on Shutter and Amazon as well. Apparently, I'm assuming maybe it's on Amazon, Shutter Amazon Channel, the United States, um, and I, it is on Shutter Canada. You okay. can see it on Shutter Canada. It's totally worth the watch. Like this is another reason why 2020 doesn't suck for films. Right. This is a good movie. The Cleansing Hour is a good movie, and so is The Wolf of Snow Hollow. They're not bad films, and they're different films. So you could possibly like one and not like the other, but out of the three, none of them are bad out of the three of them. They move, no. they're entertaining, they're, they're characters that you like and that you can get behind, or it's just a very good story that you can follow and keeps you engaged. Yeah, I completely agree 100%. And like looking at our list of the movies we're talking about, I don't see any bad movies on this list. No, I think around. right now what the movies we're coming out and talking about, all of them i would recommend or you know depends on the person right like i feel like i recommend things people like i don't like that well that's fine but these aren't poor movies there's a difference between this movie wasn't for me and a bad movie right exactly and i do believe there's a difference i think there's you know i may not love midsummer or i may not love the shining like i think the shining is one of the best made movies but jack nicholson made that movie good yeah. so did Shelley Long as a, as a secondary character um if you put someone else as Jack Nicholson like he wasn't in that movie it would not have been as good and I nope. get that people may disagree with me on that that's fine but he made that movie his acting sold that film I 100% um, agree and I respect it because of that and the filming of it and everything is it one of my top films no it's not but it doesn't mean I don't respect it as a movie and right, I feel exactly. like you can do that you can't be like that's a really good movie it's just not my personal jam yeah exactly Right. And that's how, you know, that's one thing you and I have always done when we've talked about movies. Like, because there'll be something you'll love that I may not be the biggest fan of. But I'm just like, yeah, it just didn't connect with me nearly as much. But there are and movies that are just shit, too. There yeah. are. There are movies out there that are just shit. Right. But none of these movies are shit. Right. Exactly. They're not. They're not horrible fucking movies. They're just, it's going to depend what you like and what you don't. Yep. I'll say each person's taste is different. Yeah. So, Death and Me, I'm just looking it up now. Um, this is actually a really cool film because it does take place internationally, but it's not an international film. And it has uh, Maggie Q in it, who is also in Fantasy Island this year. That's um, where I recognized her from. Yeah. And that, that, like I enjoyed Fantasy Island for what it was. Like it was yeah. a fluffy Bloomhouse film. Like I didn't walk into Fantasy Island and go, oh man, best horror film of the year coming out no, here. I went in expecting just to uh, have fun with it. Yeah, I expected to be fluffy whatever right um luke hemsworth is in it um alex esso is in it so so some really big name people are in this film um and uh what is the director's name i'm trying to remember darren lynn bowsman i think yeah i believe you're right yeah because i think that is uh he was the director of saw 2 and he's done a couple other horror films 
oh cool nice well that makes a lot of sense with some of the scenes in this then um it's basically based on a, a couple who's away on holiday in uh, thailand and they wake up with no memory of what happened the night before which sounds like an average sunday morning for me but apparently <laughs> but apparently that's not normal so uh as i found out um sorry to let you know heather didn't mean to burst your bubble well you know what i'm just all about the bad decisions that's how it is <laughs> um but yeah it's it's well acted very entertaining it's a little bit you have to pay attention it is a complicated storyline yeah um it does you know kind of do this all alter reality stuff and you know flashes from the past to the present so you really got to be paying attention and if you don't like that you may not enjoy this film it's definitely not one of my top films but i i enjoyed it for the watch that it was i enjoyed the storytelling behind it but you really do have to pay attention and it is only a 95 minute runtime which i'm glad they stuck it to that and they didn't drag this shit out till 110 minutes or whatever because i think they would have ruined it if they did that yeah exactly and yeah i pretty much agree with you this movie like it's one of those where if you if you are paying attention to it, the payoff is worth it. And yes. like there is a lot of crazy nightmarish visuals that go on throughout this due to what's going on in the story. Um, and this is actually in my top 10 right now. Oh, like, wow. I, it's one of those films that I really just enjoyed the hell out of. And it had reminiscent qualities of The Wicker Man. Yes. I get and, that. Yeah. But yeah, it made I me just... want pad thai. <laughs> yeah, you do love your thai food. Yeah, I like food. Everything is like, mm, that makes me want to eat something. <laughs> Hostile. Mm, yummy in my tummy. Yum, yum in my tum tum. Um, <laughs> but yeah, check it out. I'm just going to go back to see where it's available here. So it is available on um, iTunes, Google, Voodoo, YouTube, and Microsoft Store. Nice. Uh, and yeah, I guess the next one is me. Uh, this is one that we did watch together. Uh, this is uh, Vampires versus the Bronx. That was a Netflix original. Wow. What a fun movie. Yeah, it was fun. Such a dumb title. Like like one of those, like, uh, can't remember the name of the company, but like some generic company just throws this title on a movie and just puts it out like it'd be straight to VHS type rental. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But yeah. Ignore the uh, ignore the name of it, because man, this movie is just a social commentary. Um, it kind of has reminiscent qualities of uh, what was it, a Lost Boys, and there was another movie I'm trying to think of off the top of my head, but like this was summer kid... eighty four. Kind of yeah, yeah, because it was Cause like no one really believes them. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I would just say like the kid actors in this all amazing. Yeah, the kids were all really really awesome. Um, and the social commentary, I, I want to make a comment about that. Okay, the social commentary in this is not like antebellum, all right? No. The social commentary in this is like giving a realistic view of what the Bronx looks like when yeah. it comes to people who live there, challenges that they have, um, cultural norms that are developed. And if for some reason this upsets you, then I, I don't know how you watch any film that represents any cultural norms because i i did not walk out of that movie and go man that's a social justice movie right there right like i walked out of that movie going wow that was a fun little modern day vampire telling with some accuracy of what the bronx is probably like 
and what a group of kids living there would probably talk about, um, activities they probably would engage in, and how they kind of come together to solve the problem. Yeah. Like, I didn't feel that it was a movie. Like, I, I feel people are looking to not like that. And that's my honest opinion. If you say it's a social commentary and you have a problem with it, like, it is not a movie that is heavy at all. Right, exactly. In my opinion. In my opinion. It's, yeah, it's pretty much just uh, light and fluffy, just fun that has a social, like, a, a commentary to it. It has a commentary too, but it's not even that much of a commentary. Right, exactly. It's just like, like it, it's not deep. It's, are are you right surprised there. that there's groups of Africans Americans that live in the Bronx and some of them, Not at all. you know, they like to play, there's a scene with them playing basketball. Like, I don't understand what would be the social growth. Like there is, there is impoverished areas in different areas of New York city. There are affluent areas and there are areas that struggle. Yep. And this movie did touch on that, but it, if you didn't know that, I don't know what rock you've been living under. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I don't I don't get this wasn't like antebellum that was like slavery is bad which yet again obviously everyone got that message but there was more to that movie than that in my opinion um yet again I don't think it's a great movie by any stance but I don't think it's as bad as everyone says it is right um but it's I don't know like it's a fun fluffy vampire flick for goodness sakes on Netflix yeah like, yeah like just go into it and expect to have fun like it's 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 just cool and the vampires kind of look like they came out of Buffy the Vampire Slayer right, like, right. Daniel was right in our last episode like it's a fun little movie stop yeah, getting like, upset about stupid shit yeah, people <laughs> need to just chill out like they do like it's a fun movie and like if stuff in there bothers you then I think you got other issues going on personally like I, I don't understand how anything in that movie could even be construed as anything more than just a description of life yeah to be honest. Yeah, you gotta love how some people just get butthurt over these things. Um, I think people are looking for reasons to be mad sometimes. Yes, they are. Right? And that's fine. If you don't like the movie, you can always shut it off. Like, that's right. an option. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, there is a movie I was watching recently that I didn't like and I shut it off. Do you remember what it was? I'm trying to remember because it's only happened like a couple times. I think uh, it was a 2020. Yeah, yes, it was uh, the one that... Uh, Damn it. The one I recommended. <laughs> what was that movie? Oh, do not reply. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like it. So you know what I did? I shut it off. Yeah. And then you <laughs> and then you proceeded to make fun of me and tell me yeah. why I don't have That's good taste. True. I tease you. <laughs> but like I didn't need to go on to social media and blast it. And be right. like, oh man, this movie sucks. And everyone that likes it sucks. And there's a social message here about girls being kidnapped through their cell phone and i don't like this and i don't like the fact that it's talking about teenage drama like i didn't get upset like if i if you don't like something you have the opportunity to turn it off and walk away right exactly <laughs> you really do you don't have to watch something if you're not enjoying it so i don't know vampire vs. bronx it's a fun movie i check recommend checking it out yes and this next movie is uh one uh is your pick oh yeah the paramedic which is on netflix as well is it on netflix yeah yep yeah, because that's where we both watched it. Yeah. Uh, this is a Spanish film. I believe it's a Spanish film. Yeah, I think it's called like El... It's my favorite actors in it. My Spanish, yeah. my favorite uh, Spanish actor that was also in The Occupant earlier that I watched this year. I really like him quite a bit, actually. I'm gonna yeah, he was a really good actor. Um, Mario Cassia. I really, I really dig him. 
he's a he's a really good actor and anyway this movie is i think really well done it ref- I, I find yet again that movies that are made by spain or other countries really know how to push the bar and they don't shy away from tough topics and basically this movie is about um so you know if people don't like social commentary this is about abusive relationships yep <laughs> if that's gonna upset you um and choices that people make to get out of those relationships and what the outcome can be and it's a very good film it's 94 minutes in length you can watch it with subtitles if you choose to uh subtitles are actually or sorry the dubbing sorry the dubbing if you choose to the dubbing's actually pretty good yeah because that's i i just watched it not realizing that it was a spanish film and then just i was like well i'm already part way through it i'll just continue with the dubbing and yeah the dubbing was really good um yeah i'm right there with you this is like a really really well done story and yeah that uh mario guy he is he's a phenomenal actor man like amazing I will probably watch more, and he does a lot of horror movies, so I'm probably going to follow him a little bit more carefully because um, I really like him. I think he does a really good job of portraying characters and stuff. Like he's he's good. Yeah, because he I really liked him in The Occupant, and then seeing him in this again as the main character was, yeah, he's a great character that has a lot of range. Absolutely, and this and this story is raw. Like, it's pretty, it reminded me of The Shrewd's Nest, uh, mixed with abusive relationships, mixed yep. with, like, anything like that, like, stalkerish, um, what's that movie, uh, Sleeping with the Enemy, only not as cheesy, because Sleeping with the Enemy is a little cheesy at times. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's it was good. Like, it was a really solid film. So check it out on Netflix. It may not be for everyone, but if you like Spanish films, you will enjoy this film. If you like Spanish horror films, you're going to enjoy this film, for sure. Yep, completely agree. Absolutely. Uh, and this next one, actually, I have not seen. Oh, you haven't seen Black Box? Not yet. That is one that I still need to check out. Oh, so it's part of the uh, the Bloom House Party that got released on uh, Prime this month. So, or Blum House. I would say Bloom House, Blum House, whatever. Um, it's not a bad film. I can say that uh, out of all the, I, I've seen three out of four of them. It was probably my favorite out of the three oh, really? of the four I've seen. The other ones were fine. Like, they're very kind of lifetime movie-ish, I feel. Yeah. Uh, but the acting is good. It's it's a little more black box. It's a little more science fiction-y. Honestly, I didn't see the twist coming. Yeah, I, I've been hearing a lot of people compare this to a full-length version of uh, Black Mirror. I have not seen Black Mirror, but this that would make a lot of sense from what I've heard of it. I recommend checking that out at some point. That would probably creep you the hell out because like the Twilight Zone for technology. Which would be awesome. So this was definitely what I would consider uh, science fiction-y. I didn't see the twist at the end. I, like, I got hints of it coming up to it, but I thought it was really well executed at the end. Uh, the acting was decent. I think for a free watch on Prime, it's one of the better ones. We don't have it on here, but The Evil Eye, I saw that one as well. That's very Hindi. Even yes. though it's in English, it's very South Asian. So yep. you got to like South Asian films. Yeah, I'll give a shout out to that one because I've watched two of them so far, Nocturne and Evil Eye. And Evil Eye, I like better. And I think it's because of the things that you have told me through watching Hindi films like that you've yeah. learned, like that you know about in the culture yeah. and explained to me has helped me appreciate that film even more. And the acting was good. Like the yeah. acting between the mother and the daughter in that was actually really good. Um, 
and Nocturne, I thought was fine. I just felt like it was a mix between two other films. Right. Um, I think those other films did it better personally, but I wouldn't say that those, that Nocturne was bad. It just wasn't, I don't know. I, the ending of Nocturne, I was like, really? Really? Yeah. That's pretty much how I felt too. Like we've seen this. It's like nothing special here at all. You know, and I and that's probably why, but I definitely wouldn't say like I wouldn't shit on it and say it was a shitty movie. And again, for free watches for Prime, if you want something fluffy and light, I would put them kind of out there with Into the Darks. Only yeah. I think they're better quality than most of the Into Darks. Into the Darks. I was saying because that's um, in Bloomhouse as well. So. Oh, there you go. Right, like it's just easy, fun little watches. Like they're probably not going to grace anybody's top ten, or maybe they will. I don't know, uh, but they're not. I don't regret my time with them. Right. Same here. Like I. I enjoy them as like just the bubble, like you called the Into the Dark, bubblegum horror. Bubblegum horror, easy to digest, easy to sit through and watch. I would probably show these to people who were maybe interested in watching something scary, but not too scary. Yeah, you know, that's exactly like, how I'd look at it. Especially the evil eye, that one isn't that scary at all. Um, no. I would say that Nocturne and Black Box are more scary, but. Yeah, I could see Nocturne for sure. And I'll, I'll check out Black Box before we yeah, record again. For sure. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll talk about the last 2020 film, and uh, I think we both have watched this one as well, and that is 12-Hour Shift. Uh, it's about these uh, bodies start to pile up when a drug user nurse and her cousin try to find replacement kidneys for an organ, uh, black market organ trafficker. That's pretty much the story, and it's like a very dark comedy. Uh, stars Angela Bettis, which made me so so happy to see her back on the screen again because it's been a while and like she's one of my favorite uh actresses in the horror genre like when oh she, yeah yeah because she plays uh may in the movie may oh okay that's who and, she is and you know i've rambled on about that movie oh, multiple yeah, tons. times <clears throat> but uh rambles a good word <laughs> i'm just kidding but yeah this is just a very dark slapsticky style humor in a way and that also has David Arquette in it. And Mick Foley. And Mick, yeah, and Mick Foley, that's right. Mankind. Yeah, that Cactus Jack. Jack. I was just about to say Cactus Jack. Dude Love. Dude Love, yes. For all our WWE fans. Unsend David Arquette wrestling too now. Yes, I think I don't know if he's I'm not sure what uh, network he's with, but but yeah, he is a wrestler as well. But yeah, this I found this one to be uh, pretty funny, uh, entertaining. I actually watched this one on the train home from Chicago. And uh, like I was just kind of chuckling to myself. Like people probably thought I was crazy because I had my headphones in and just kind of giggling. And if no, they, they definitely thought you were crazy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just look at me. Crazy dude with a beard looks like CZ Top. Yeah, Three exactly. Like, I got links. You know knows how to use them. Women go crazy for a shop dress, Meryl. Because <laughs> with your hoodie, they're like, you're not dress dressed, dude. <laughs> oh, I am styling and profiling. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I recommend this. It was a fun, easy watch. Uh, I don't think everyone's going to like it. Uh, I know, actually, I was just talking to Moods about this on uh, from uh, 22 Shots of Horror. He was uh, commenting on my post about what I've watched or whatever, and he was saying he was not a fan of this one, but yeah. So this one's going to be hit or miss. Cause I think it's just got to hit the funny bone. Uh, 
and you gotta deal with like a lot of like stupidity that happens in this movie yeah there's a lot of satire humor right like it's yeah. not satire dark humor i guess maybe it's funny i thought it, it was my humor i thought it was funny i enjoyed it for what it was um I felt it flowed good. I never felt bored throughout it. Yet again, 86-minute runtime. This is what you need to do, people. Keep your movie short and sweet and then drag this shit out more than you necessarily need to. Yep, hit that little 80 to 90-minute sweet spot. Right, absolutely. That's that's always Scott's gold. Gotta hit that sweet spot, yeah. 80 to 90 minutes, ladies. 80 to 90 minutes. (laughs) You're in it for the fucking long haul. I've built that stamina up. (laughs) That's right. That's right. He has to get Gatorade halfway through, but it'll be fine. That's true. Just just inject it into my veins. I'll be good. Oh, boy. Mm, That sounds really good for you. (laughs) So that breaks us. Oh, I guess we should say where we can find the 12-hour shift movie. Um, It's available on iTunes, Google Play, Voodoo, YouTube, and the Microsoft Microsoft Store. Nice. And, and it's yeah, actually, I, guess, I think it's worth a, re- a rental for sure. Yeah, I think so too. It's, it's like I said, it was a fun, easy, silly watch. Absolutely. I liked it a lot. I, I was totally my sense of humor. I enjoyed it. But yeah, it's going to be very polarizing. Yeah. I was like, because I'm with you. I was laughing my butt off through it and just chuckling and having a good time with it. Your butt. Your butt's gone now. But oh no. What am I going to sit on now? Booty, 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 booty. Um, <laughs> older movies. So I guess I'll break into the older movies your older movies aren't on here did you watch any older movies yeah i told you i was going to talk about a specific trilogy but i guess you never added it <laughs> well i sent you the list so you could add it look at this it's like when mom and dad fight you got the email you could have added it I on know, I, I sent it to you you lazy <laughs> guy yeah. all right so we'll go through my movies first and then we'll talk about your fucking trilogy um because it's actually more relevant to our topic anyway it is um, I saw The Bay, finally. It's a 2012 found footage movie. They covered it on Exploding Heads earlier this year, which is uh, a group that I'm a patron of. So shouts out to Christian, Dave C, and Brandon. I enjoyed it. It was a good little found footage film. Like I, It was scary. It was scary because of the topic in it is quite relevant. And you could see happening in it what happens. Have you seen it? I got about uh, halfway through and then got distracted and like it played all the way through and I never went back to okay. finish, which. Yeah, you can't I, walk away from that movie and go back into it. Like no, you I, I want to start focus. back from the beginning because like I, w- I really enjoyed what I was watching and it's creepy as hell. It is creepy. And I think that it's definitely something that you can't walk away from. It's on a, it's based on a July 4th holiday celebration at a bay. And, um, you know, parasites and shit are fucked up. Yeah. Like they really are. And this really does a good job of using found footage and how they film it and uh, how they present everyone in the film very, very well. It's definitely worth a watch. So definitely those people out there who haven't checked it out, it's a 2012 watch, 84 minutes. Watch it. It's worth it. Um, the ABCs of death. Oh, man. Things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> very good description. This movie, man. Um so one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like, I, have you seen it? You've seen it, right? Yeah, because I was telling you when you were saying you're going to watch it, I'm going, I can't remember if I enjoyed it or not. I know there's certain stories I did, but as a whole, I wasn't sure. Like, there's some, there's some people, there's some, there's, there's, there's people that took it very seriously. So there was definitely directors that took it very seriously 
and directors that took it like it was a big joke. Yeah. Um, probably like the, the sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say yeah, because like the seriousness and the humor or whatever they were trying to portray was all over the place. Yeah, like there was one film that was a cartoon where a woman got a piece of poo stuck to her heel. She went to use the toilet at a fancy party and the poo went to go down the toilet and she had to fight with the poo <laughs> as it flew around the room to get down the toilet. And I then there was about that one. <laughs> um, one about like a monster in the closet. And then there was um, a particular one and I'm just going to announce it because I think for some women it might be a trigger. There's one about a miscarriage um, and I miscarried. It was very hard for me to watch that one. Um which is fine. Like, I'm not saying that they shouldn't have done that. Right. Um, I just wish I had known that. I probably would have skipped it because it was very uncomfortable for me. Um, but, you know, yet again, like, I don't think they did anything wrong with filmmakers. I just wasn't prepared to see that. Um, there was one for the dog fight. And it was them, a guy fighting a dog, which I had a hard time watching as well. I forgot about that one, too. Uh, there was another one about masturbation. That only one stands out in my mind that these dudes were forced to stare at a naked woman and whoever climaxed first got to survive and the other dude would be killed. That's right. Okay. And the final prize was being able to like have sex with that with a woman, but then she would like cut you while it was happening. It was just like how much diverse sexual pleasure people would get out of things. It was like high society was watching and shit. Kind of reminded me of like fucked up like i don't know it was fucked up cult movies or shit like that right like it was just really really fucking weird um and then there was a sorry go ahead i'll say wasn't there one called tea for toilet yes and that's where the kid gets the shelf dropped on him as claymation yeah that's yeah that's like the one that always stuck out to me from that uh that, that movie for some reason yeah tea is for toilet and then there was um a drug one where a girl ods oh like so her and her friend are both doing drugs and then the one ods and like the grim reaper takes the one that like it's weird like it was like there was some ones that and then there was one where like these guys were going to shoot a duck and then they don't shoot the duck and they actually shoot themselves and they die like it it was just like it was it was definitely um an experience I'm glad I watched it with the exception for the miscarriage one which was hard personally for me yet again nothing wrong against the filmmaker it was just very hard for me. Right. Um, but, you know, like, cool concept. Like, I'll give them credit for a cool concept, but I wouldn't watch it again. I was going to say, will this make you watch the sequel? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I tried I the sequel, and it's the same thing. Like, I just don't know how to feel about it. Yeah, like, and I just don't know. It's such a mixed bag, and I don't know if I just want to sit through that. Maybe eventually. I'm I'm just trying to get through, you know, the first of series that I've missed out on. Makes sense. And not, like, um, hurt me worry about the sequels right now. Uh, the second one I saw, or sorry, the third one that I wanted to bring up was The Howling. Oh, yes, because I never did get your opinions on this one. I'm curious. Yeah, so it's a 1981 Joe Dante film. Uh, good. I enjoyed it. It was, director it was of a, the gremlins yeah it was a fun little werewolf movie i do like american werewolf in london better mm-hmm. um way better but the practical effects were good the story was decent enough 91 run time 
worth sitting through her uh you know this is a spoiler but the ending scene with the newscast was really really good yeah um yeah fun movie yeah i will say like with the 90 minute runtime is it me or does it feel like it's a slow burn even though it's 90 minutes i didn't find it slow okay because like i i it's been a long time since i watched it and i just remember it being slow but i will say that uh i love 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 the bipedal werewolves in this movie yeah and you know what i think it is so that's just a sign of the 80s films it's filmed very much like an 80s film oh it is like it has that kind of slowness to it that feels like it's slow yeah and that's a good right. point because yeah that's how because yeah I, it's like i said it's been a very long time since i watched it but i enjoyed it i thought it was pretty good and then i watched the first vhs and i definitely like vhs 2 better that is like the majority of people's opinions. Part two is just the better one. But VHS was was good. Um, the stories in it were entertaining enough. Uh, the campground one was kind of cool with the killer that was kind of digital or whatever it was. Oh yeah, like staticky and like yeah. tracking. That was kind of cool. Uh, the crazy chick in the hotel room at the I beginning. I like you. I like you. Yeah, it's like she was she was fucked up and. Yep. And um, she actually got a full movie made out of her. Oh, yeah? Yep, called The Siren. Oh, well, that's cool. Is she the same actress? Yep, the same actress comes back and plays her and everything. It's uh, it's not the Siren movie that we watched on Shudder, but uh, it's a different one that came out, I think, in 2017 or something like that. Oh, okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. And the only other one I want to mention, because I watched it last night, was Hostel, and I was really disappointed. I, I expected more from the original Hostel. And I, I thought yeah. it was okay, but it was basically a porn for the first 30 minutes. And then, uh, like, over the top, ridiculous, like, these dudes are, like, the biggest sex machines ever. Oh, I know. Like, I was watching it with someone, and they're like, are these guys going to stop having fucking sex? Like, when does this end? <laughs> like, it was just, like, constant, like, <laughs> and he was like, aren't they tired? <laughs> right. Right, and they were like I was like, man, these guys are going a lot. Like, I guess they're young guys and they can do it. Um, and the gore was pretty good. The third act was the best part, but I definitely like Hostel Part Two more. Yeah. Um, man, like the one that because it's also one of these that I have not seen in a very long time. But I remember those two main characters being so unlikable and being such yeah. assholes. Like, yeah. It was well, the one guy is kind of nice, but then they're with this like European guy that's kind of like a male gigolo i guess like he just yeah and then like the other guy that survives is kind of just there like you don't like he kind of supposed to redeem himself at the end with something that he does and like, yeah. it was fine i just i had higher expectations walking into it to be honest with you right yeah and i like because i went to this uh i seen this in theaters with my buddy back in the day mm. and i came out going holy crap i can't believe i just seen all that on the big screen like that much sexual stuff that oh, much sexual nudity, the like blood. I'm like, yeah I, I think in 2005 this would have been a big deal the problem yeah. is i'm watching it 15 years later <laughs> right that's, exactly that's really what it is right like i don't think <clears throat> it was a bad movie i just think i'm so desensitized by the stuff we can see now that like yeah. i was like all right i get it you hired a whole bunch of fucking supermodels to walk around in their bras and panties and have these sex scenes yep pretty right? but much in 2005 that would have been a big deal Right, exactly. Right. So, um, yeah, and I guess I'll jump into the three that I would bring up, uh, mm. mention, and it was a trilogy I decided to check out on Shutter, and that is Hell House LLC, Hell House Two, The Abaddon Hotel, 
and Hell House 3, Lake of Fire. Wow. I've heard of these movies since they've come out. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, found footage. All right. They sound okay. They sound okay. Holy fuck. These movies were creepy as hell. Like, yeah, they are. Especially the They're first really two. good found footage movies. They are. And like, yeah, the first one, you know, that's talking about how they, you know, built up a haunted attraction and then like, you know, the ghosts and demon that's in the house or whatever starts wreaking havoc on everybody and mm-hmm. the shit that happens throughout it. Like, fuck, it's creepy. Like, and it's just so subtle. It's all low budget. Like, but the way they put everything like move things and just set things up like it just has that like really like haunted vibe to it and then part two is you know investigators going in and like trying to find out more information and same thing extremely freaking creepy um and then part three is the weaker of the three but i still really enjoyed it because i love the concept of this rich uh tycoon buys the place to turn it into a like live drama theater where you're mm-hmm. like a walkthrough theater like where you're pretty much walking into each room and it's a scene playing as soon as you walk in the room and then shit starts happening like while they're there and man like every one of these movies had me on the edge of my seat like i had so not, i had not been that unnerved in so long like bravo to those filmmakers because damn though those were good like i could see rewatching these around this time of year every year now Absolutely. It was, it was a really, it's a really well done series. The, the scares in it are very good jump scares. I saw it earlier this year. Um, yeah. I think you just summed it up really perfectly. It's, it's a great set of films. I really like them. Yeah. I, I was really impressed because I just thought I would just went in expecting to be okay. These are decent. And yeah, I was blown away. Uh, but yeah, that's the only ones I will uh, talk about. Cause I don't remember. I don't know if I've seen any, many older films. He's been too busy, can't, like, traveling. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just living my life. Just living your hashtag best life. Hashtag best life. So we'll break into what we've been listening to. I've been meaning to shout out this this uh, podcast for a long time, and I just haven't got a chance to. And it is No Fucking Way, also known as NFW. And it is... I I guess you could say the leader of it is Nudie, Neil Lemoyne, also from It's Not Horror, Okay, um, and the Hard to Kill podcast. And it's one of the longest running podcasts on the Horrorphilia Network when it was still the Horrorphilia Network. He's joined by Suzanne, Gary Hill, Willis Wheeler. um, Oh my gosh, Jake. Jake. and occasionally other special guests will come on. I got one of my starts in podcasting on NFW. I was on Kill the Cast, and then I became friends with Neil, and he got me to go on NFW. And uh, that's where I saw that trick-or-treat movie about the kid that plays those fucking pranks. And I saw Scarehouse and Haunt on nice. that podcast, too. Um, it was actually around this time last year that I was doing that with them. And yep. it's a great commentary. Sorry, go ahead. I was saying, I guessed it on there once you got me to join. Uh, yeah, I forgot what we did. Trying to remember what uh, the Funhouse Massacre. The Funhouse Because it was the one you picked. Oh, man, what a good movie. Um, yeah, that I was love fun. Funhouse Massacre. It's a fun movie. Anyway, it, they are a blast. They make jokes throughout the film. Uh, they're, they're silly. You know, you're not watching NFW to have in-depth conversations. Anyone who thinks that is silly. It's, it's a, or sorry, listening to them. It is, you're, you're listening to them to hear some, offensive material that you find funny 
and to hear them make fun of each other and make fun of the movie. And yeah, you can sync it up to the movie and watch it too, which I don't think a lot of people do. But if you want to just laugh and relax, they're where it's at. And they currently move to the Dark Discussion Network. And I should be joining them this upcoming episode to do Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, because so. I was saying Nudie invited me onto that one too. And I don't know if I'll be making it, but... Well, we don't want you there. So oh, I, I know, I know. <laughs> But yeah, so check them out. They're on uh, the Dark Discussions Network and they're definitely a fun group to listen to. Yep, I completely agree because that was when I first started talking to you. Like, I didn't know you were doing any of the NFW stuff. So I went back and listened to the shows that you told me you were on and it was a way to get to know you as well as just listening to everybody else just joking and have fun. And yeah, it was great. And uh, the show I am going to talk about uh, it's more of a YouTube uh, style podcast, and that is our friend in our Friday Nightmares podcast page, Phil Ray. He does a podcast with his friend Peter Baird, and they are both Brazilian, I believe, and they do what is just called uh, What We Watched. And it's, I believe, weekly, and they will just go through, they'll do it like they'll record live, and people can come out and watch them live while they're talking about the films. Or you can just watch it later after it's been recorded. But they just go through and talk about all sorts of films like that they've watched throughout the last week or so. And it's not always horror films with them like because they are just movie buff in general. They love everything in the genre of all genres. And so like you can get a like nice tidbit of information of stuff that you we may not be like too privy of with the information because, you know, we're so embedded in the horror film genre. So there may be something that may intrigue us that we've never watched before or even heard of. Uh, I believe, though, this month, because it's October spooky season, I think they've been focusing on a lot of horror films that they've never seen before and talking about them. Because I know, like, coming up, I think he says he's going to be talking about that Never Hike in the Snow uh, short film. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Phil's so smart. Oh, he is. He, he is a freaking encyclopedia of movie knowledge but it's not just that it's how he communicates yeah if you read his post or you listen to him he's very clear with his thought process and he does a very good job of defending whether not or not necessarily defending but proving his points on whether he likes a movie a concept behind a movie how he feels about it and he's a good looking dude phil i hope you're listening to this and you know you are a good looking man and you present yourself so professionally and so well it's you know i always enjoy reading what you have to say and honestly if phil likes a movie i'll be like it's probably a good movie yep, that's <laughs> pretty much you. how i am <laughs> I feel the same way about Craig. I think Greg is extremely intelligent as well, too. Craig yep. Wooten. Wooten? Yep. Is that how you say it? Um, also, very, very smart man. And I think we're great to have these really smart listeners. It's a shame that we don't sound as smart. We try. <laughs> we try. But no, I, I absolutely. I'm glad you shouted out his, uh, his YouTube show. Yeah, it is uh, totally worth checking out. And yeah, I'll be putting a link in our show notes for people to see and like if people want to go check it out and I'll probably even have him promoted on our page. And maybe we can have Phil replace Scott. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. Wow. Phil will be like, Heather, I don't want to put up your shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> like, that's a full time job to babysit your ass, Heather. Um, so is people. He really like it's a lot of work. Not Keeping you in line is tough. <laughs> it's true. And it's hard to do. It's like taming a wild donkey <laughs> wild donkey <laughs> just oh bucking away everywhere i just want to eat 
I don't want to come when people tell me to come. It's really it's, wow. It's I could take that many ways. What is wrong <laughs> with you and donkeys? Is there something you need to talk about, Scott? Uh, I mean, there are the donkey shows, unfortunately. I, you know, I went to a donkey sanctuary where for rescue donkeys. I'm not taking you there. No, anymore. don't. I, I, oh God, why would you even say that? That's you horrible. don't get to go to the donkey sanctuary now. That's because horrible. I don't trust you around the, and they have all different breeds of donkeys. They have short donkeys, uh, big donkeys. They actually have donkeys that are bred with horses, and they look really fucking funny because they're like a imagine. donkey is a horse. It's actually really really funny. Um, Just don't take Tim Davis there because he'll punch him. No, I'm at this point. I feel Tim's a much safer person than you oh. to, take to go see the donkeys. Actually, wow. Uh, why don't you go back to petting your cats? <laughs> I like how. And another shout out um, to Darian. Oh, uh, Darren from uh, the Darren, where he makes memes of you with the cats. How I was that made the one comment about you and your cats, like who runs the world, cats? Who runs the cats' world, cats? And then he had the meme of you covered in cats. It was the best. Oh, where I was oh the God. cat lady from the Simpsons. Yes, it's so true though. <laughs> you have five cats, so like it's not. It's not far uh, off. No. Like, people joke, but like. <laughs> that's hashtag your life <laughs> it is I, I am surrounded by felines everywhere <laughs> you got pussy everywhere <laughs> what is the character's name from uh 007 pussy galore oh yes for sure that is exactly <laughs> you are like 007 <laughs> um so we are Sean going Connery. to Oh my God, God help me. All right, so we're going to break into our main part of our podcast. But first, we have some messages from some friends of ours. So after these messages, we'll be right back. Are you sick of the same old stale podcast? Well, then join Vanessa and Darren as they dissect movies of all kinds. The two lifelong cinema lovers bring their favorites, curiosities, and first-time watches to the operating table and inject them with a healthy dose of snark. Then there's the waiting room, where they examine books and short stories. So just look for them on Apple Podcasts and where fine podcasts are available. They're part of the Legion Podcast Network. Follow them on Twitter at VD Clinic Pod. Join them on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash VD Clinic Pod. Or email them at vdclinicpod at gmail.com. They're ready to cure what ails you. <laughs> and still, they just might be a little contagious. And welcome back, everybody. We are uh, jumping into our main topic, which is Halloween-themed horror films. Now, we really didn't uh, have any like research we wanted to do for this because everyone knows like the beginnings of Halloween and all that stuff, and other podcasters have done it and probably do it better than us. Uh, so what we wanted to kind of do with this episode was just we picked five movies that we felt really kind of hit the Halloween feeling atmosphere. Because, um, you know, there are amazing horror films that are based around Halloween, but just don't have that feeling of the holiday. So the ones that we were going to talk about, I will jump into our very first one, which 
is a sequel that has been maligned for many years and now is kind of seeing a resurgence in a lot of fan love, I should say. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that is Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. It's a 1982 American science fiction horror film and the third installment in the Halloween film series. It is the first film to be written and directed by Tommy Lee Wallace. John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, the creators of Halloween, return as producers, and uh, John Carpenter always ends up coming back and doing the score for Halloween 3 as well, which I love that score so, so good. much. So good. It is. And it is the only entry in the series that does not feature the antagonist Michael Myers, which is why it got maligned for so many years because mm-hmm. no one expected that they wanted more Michael Myers, basically. Mm-hmm. But what John Carpenter wanted was to eventually turn this into Halloween, wanted to be turned into an anthology series where each movie was a different story. But the people having the money said, no, we want more Michael Myers. Uh, after the film's disappointing reception and box office performance, obviously Michael Myers was brought back in Halloween 4, Return to Michael Myers, and then continued on with the series. Uh, so this one is about a mask company uh, called Silver Shamrock that has been making these Halloween masks for kids. They are a witch, a skeleton, and a pumpkin. And the commercial is promoted constantly throughout this movie. Silver Shamrock. <laughs> Um, but stars well, do, 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 three more days to Halloween, 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 Halloween. Do, 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 three more days to Halloween. Silver, Silver Yep, I actually had that as my uh, phone ringtone for a while during this time of year. Of course, you did because <laughs> I am a nerd. <laughs> I would have it too. I'm not, it's, it's I'm not criticizing you. It is so catchy. Um, and this one stars the good old awesome Tom Atkins. Mm-hmm. And Excellent. We have a uh, another person in here that you noticed recently when we watched it. Me so smart. You so smart. It was Annie. From Halloween 1. So Nancy Loomis? But that's not her name. Nancy Keys? Nancy Keys. Because she goes by two different names. Um, she goes by her stage name. And then she goes by her real name. Like her actual name. And I believe her actual name is Nancy Keys. Do you know okay. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Have you looked huh. it up? Yeah, because I was saying, because I, I always see her on like the Halloween movie as Nancy Loomis. And yeah. Because I always thought, oh, Loomis, that's kind of funny. Yeah, right. Um, so she's in this as the ex-wife. And this Ooh. was the first time I caught it. Yeah, because I didn't even know that. Like, I, like I'm like i usually good at recognizing faces. Like, oh, I know that person from somewhere. I didn't even recognize her. Yeah, there was something that she said to Tom Atkins. And I was like, holy fuck, is that the same chick that played Annie? And then I looked it up and I'm like, ah, what do you know? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's freaking cool. Right? So (laughs) nice little tie into the series. It is. And I think that's some good continuity of like connecting the movies, right? I agree. This movie got shit on. And I will be honest with you. The first time I saw this movie, I loved it. I loved it. I I didn't care. I was surprised that Michael Myers wasn't in it. But I saw the Halloweens backwards. I saw four or five first. Okay. I, uh, because I think I seen four then part three like i was just kind of like because i've told you before how back when i was a kid i would pick them by vhs covers oh right and halloween three had the cooler looking vhs cover than most of the regular halloween movies yeah i would agree with that for sure um did you like it i i i was kind of like okay with it like i I think i I, 
because of how young I was, I think I was just like, eh, it's kind of okay. It's kind of boring because it was a little more, almost a little more, almost sci-fi-ish in a way. It is more sci-fi-ish, right? Like the masks are kind of sci-fi-ish for sure, even though they use the Stonehenge and shit like that. Um, it's it's pretty good for representing Halloween time, I think, though. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, as I've gotten older and watched it a couple more times, like yeah, it's it's a solid horror film. Like I really enjoy it and it's, it's cheesy, but mm-hmm. I, I do enjoy it. And like the, especially the ending with the way that it like kind of gives that downer ending of like, well, there goes the world's population of children. <laughs> well, whoever, except for the poor kids that couldn't afford a Halloween mask. Right. Right. So, uh, but yeah, I do agree though. This one does represent Halloween pretty well. Cause I mean, it, the season you see the kids out trick-or-treating you have everybody like going out and buying these masks you're actually at the mask companies seeing the masks getting pre- getting produced and all that stuff so they, mm-hmm. this one just had like that feeling of the season for sure i think it did a great job of building up you know it starts off with it's what is it uh, uh, october 23rd so yeah, it's eight, it starts eight, off eight okay. more days till halloween right halloween like and they even give you that countdown throughout it which is nice and you see the kids are excited. He goes back to, you know, he shows up at his ex-wife's house and he brings different masks, but they have the shamrock ones. Here's my only issue with the shamrock thing. I seriously doubt that all kids would want that mask. And here's yeah. my here's my arguing as to why. As a kid, I was super pissed if someone had the same costume as me. Yep. Like if I went out somewhere and someone had the same costume, I was like, motherfucker, I can't believe the same costume as me. So I can't imagine all these kids now wanting to buy the same mask. Now, if you recall, McDonald's used to have those buckets. Yes. And they were like the same yes. ones. Yes. And I would buy, everyone wanted a bucket because those were cool. And you yeah. could get them from McDonald's and they were marketed well. I don't know if everyone would want to wear the same mask, but who knows? Maybe they would. Um, either way, it's a smart concept. And it is uh, the one big plot hole that I thought of when I was watching it this time around. The big showing at nine. Nine what? Central? Eastern? Mountain <laughs> time? Um, Fort uh so does Tim Davis and Daniel put the mask on 14 hours ahead of us? And then all of a sudden we hear about it and go, hey, we probably shouldn't put the masks on. That just happened to everybody in Australia. You're right. <laughs> well, this is just pretending that no one else exists except for the central or the Midwest. It's yeah, going guess, Midwest yeah. at, in the United <laughs> States at 9 p.m. Um, that's a really good point, Scott. Yet again, like it doesn't take time zones into consideration. No, it, it does it's not. It's <laughs> Halloween film. Um, but it's a good point. And the on-screen flashing pumpkin is really cool. The magic pumpkin that they have in it. Yeah. Uh, even like that scene where the kid, um, it's in the factory and that family gets to do the tour and the kid's sitting in front of the TV and his mask kind of like melds onto him and then those snakes and the fucking yeah. spiders and all that shit starts crawling out of his mask. Oh my God. Yeah, because his head basically turns into a rotting pumpkin. It does. And, you know, it's... And this whole town's kind of removed from where the Shamrock factory is. And and I don't know if you ever get a total straight answer as to why they're doing this. Uh, I think it was, uh, I forget the guy's name. They say it multiple times and I forget it now. But uh, like he kind of gives Cochran? the, yeah, Cochran. He gives yeah. that kind of uh, cocky, uh, 
I'm the main main villain. I'm going to tell you why I'm doing this to uh, Dr. Chalice. And it was because uh, like every, you know, hundreds of years or whatever, like everything aligns correctly and they need a mass sacrifice. And so it's the So children. they're sacrificing the mass kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, looking back on watching it this time, it is a little slower than I remember. Um, the Halloween factor is more the build up to Halloween. It's more the, you know, the kids running around, everyone getting the mask and the TV and the song. I don't feel it has the same Halloween. It doesn't do Halloween night well. It does build up to Halloween night yes. well. Tom Acton's freaking out for like, <laughs> yep. fucking like I mean, two hours. you do see like just a quick, like almost uh montages of children walking around in their costumes yes. with their trick-or-treating bags and stuff. But that's about it. I, I didn't find myself on this watch. I was kind of like, maybe we should have chose this because it doesn't really represent Halloween night, but I will say the buildup to Halloween night is well done and when you're a kid it is very exciting like you get closer to the halloween day you get your costume together you you know maybe went out and got those mcdonald's buffets buckets i used to collect for uh, unicef as well so they would have unicef boxes at our school and i would get my unicef box that i was going to go collect money you guys didn't do unicef i'll say i recognize it like i, I just don't think i ever ended up getting involved well, you're not it. a good person that's clearly not. why um and you know <laughs> you would decorate the house and stuff and my mom used to like super decorate and shit and so i feel like it, it did the build up well but halloween night was basically like a freak out and then i agree the ending scene though where the kids are in front of the tv and he's getting them to shut it off on every channel but eventually there's a channel where it starts playing. He's like, shut it off, shut it off, shut it off, shut it off. And that's shut how it, it ends. It's, it's good. Like, it's a good movie. And I think it gets shit on because it wasn't, it didn't have Michael Myers. But I do agree that people are coming back around to it. And it's a good little Halloween story. Like, it really is. It's a, it's, it's an easy movie to watch. And the song and the music is catchy as anything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the one thing I really, really, really wish I would have got to see in this film was what happens when that hits nine o'clock and the skeleton and the witch mask because we see what happens when it's the pumpkin mask and the pumpkin rots and decays but what what happens to the kids that are wearing the skeleton mask and the uh witch mask i want to see probably the same shit yeah i'll say i wondered if it'd be the same thing or if like they kind of like had something different because of the mask i'm not sure but i was just kind of curious to see they didn't have the budget for that, Scott. Why I know. are you expecting things that we're not gonna? You want time zones to line up? You want fucking <laughs> bells and whistles and practical effects, Scott? Just be happy you got a fucking Halloween movie. I, God, I am happy. But like I said, there are just things I would like to see. I mean, it didn't no wonder you didn't collect for UNICEF. I can see now why. <laughs> wow. All right, fine. <laughs> Did you ever go bobbing? For, you know, I wish they showed bobbing for apples in this. Did you ever go bobbing for apples? You can never do that now in COVID-19 or probably even. Leave I've yeah, I've tried bobbing for apples. I sucked at it. Oh yeah, so did I. It's like you're gonna drown, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> trying to get, trying to get. I sounded like I was doing something else there, but that was supposed to be me bobbing for apples. Yeah. Trust me, guys. What like the motion she was showing? She was doing what you were thinking. No. Yeah, bobbing for apples, definitely. <laughs> I do that other motion too. I have no problem admitting to that. I mean, you obviously do. <laughs> I obviously do. Oh my god. Well, Heather, rumor has it. <laughs> Shut up, Scott. You and your time zone and your fucking what happened with the skeleton and witch mask. I'll tell you what happened. Fucking worms and snakes came out of them. That's what fucking happened, Scott. 
it's okay snakes are not prejudiced they will they will come out of the witch mask and they will come out of the skeleton mask too it's fine <laughs> uh, oh i'm on a roll tonight oh my god that's yeah, okay it's been a great night you know <laughs> love dolls popping for apples popping for other things oh. time zones just a regular time here on friday nightmares <laughs> podcast as you can see we're very professional maybe you should go back and listen to phil can we plug his youtube channel <laughs> we are so off the rails i love um, it <laughs> anyway where does this stand on your on your halloween spectrum of if you know we include it in the halloween films where would you put it like in the franchise yeah um, no halloween films ever i want to know <laughs> i was gonna say that that'd be hard <laughs> like, oh man Heather, i wasn't prepared for that fucking question <laughs> uh and no in the franchise uh i think i would be uh because i i haven't seen part like part five since i was a kid and part i haven't seen part six at all but uh, i would say i like it is equal to part four so it's one two and then three and four would be about equal for me i would say it's probably fourth on the list for me fourth or fifth like i enjoy it i think it's a fun movie um i think a lot of people well not any more shit on it They, they definitely move forward with it but uh yeah that's a good film it's a lot of fun all right, I'm going to get you to introduce these films since you're doing so well. All right. So next one is probably one of my favorite uh, 80s Halloween. Uh, is there bobbing for apples in this one, Scott? No, but there is apple pie. Bobbing for cock. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. That was Scott, everybody. That was Scott. I was bobbing for apples, folks. <laughs> bobbing for apples. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, all right, so the next film we're going to talk about is Night of the Demons from 1988, and it's an American supernatural horror film directed by Kevin S. Tenney, written and produced by Joe Augustin, starring Amelia Kincaid, Kathy Podwell, Linnea Quigley, Hal Havens, and Alvin Alex. The plot follows a group of high school students who throw a party inside an isolated funeral power, power, parlor. Yeah, I got what you're saying. While attempting a seance, they accidentally release a demon who ends up uh, possessing them one by one. This was so 80s. Like, it couldn't have been any more 80s. Oh, this is... What did I tell you? Uh, This is the punk rock of horror, just like Return of the Living Dead. It totally, totally is. Oh, I love... Like, I love this movie. This is like a 9 out of 10 for me. Like, I have so much fun with it like i love a lot of the characters but unfortunately the characters i actually like are not the main ones that survive because <laughs> the surviving ones are annoying as hell oh my god the girl that plays the good girl what is oh. her name judy judy oh my oh god oh my god judy god you're annoying judy stop like, being so annoying her voice and everything was just so great girl, she was so over the top good girl Like it was like her boyfriend goes to kiss her outside the house. And she's like, her boyfriend's name is Jay. Jay. Don't, don't rush it. I'm like, Oh my God. Like he's just kissing your girl. Like this isn't like he pulled his, he wasn't asking you to bob for apples. Like, (laughs) (laughs) um, and, uh, um, I gotta bring up, I gotta bring up the awkward 
scene in the beginning of this movie. Oh, about the brother with the tits? Yeah, the little brother just popping out of her closet as she's getting dressed. Bodacious boobies, sis. It's like, oh <laughs> my god. Boobies. Or he makes a comment to Jay, like, you only like my sister because she has big titties or whatever. Basically, yeah. is like the context of what he's... I thought that was funny. I, thought was, I was laughing. Oh, I was um, laughing too, but it's just like, oh, that is so incestuous. <laughs> but it's just like when she's talking to her boyfriend. Okay, we're going to go to the Halloween dance. No, everyone's going to the dance. We should go to a party with that weird girl from Suzanne. Suzanne uh, is throwing Angela. that party. Oh, Angela. Sorry, yeah. Angela. Um, so, yeah. So, Angela and her friend Suzanne yeah. are throwing a party. So, I was right. Um, and then, <laughs> for sakes. Like, I, so I, I, have, I have to ask this question right now. Would you go to a Halloween party thrown by Angela? No. I totally fucking would. I wouldn't go to a fucking funeral parlor on Halloween night. Oh, hell yeah. You're like, so dumb. <laughs> like, if if the events of this movie didn't happen and it was actually set up to be like a real Halloween party, like just a lot of people showing up, not just like a handful that actually like, do. That wasn't even a party. That was a group of people breaking yeah. into a house. Yeah, exactly. Like, if it was actually a Halloween party and Angela, like, goes because in the remake, Angela does... Uh, have like this big ass Halloween party set up for sure. I can imagine and, that. Like if there was snacks and drinks and a working washroom. Yes, I go. Yeah. I was like, is it like, cause I could see her throwing an awesome Halloween party, but like, yeah, the way this one was set up is just, no, no, it's like a bunch of people drinking in a fucking smelly old funeral parlor. Now, mind you, it sets Halloween night very well. Several of the characters are dressed up. Yep. It, it definitely gave that eighties teenage feel, which I, was what they were going for. Right. Oh, um, absolutely. Like you had your partiers and you had your uh, kind of good guy people. Like I forget the guy's name, but he was his father was a preacher. Who, oh, like, we can find out who he is. Hold on, I'll look him up. Roger. Like, yeah, Roger, because he's you know he's not the stereotypical African American in these '80s horror films that ends up getting killed early. No, he's going. Fuck this! This is a bad deal. I'm out, <laughs> and he leaves right off the bat. Yeah, and, he does. Like, and he and the other girl leaves with him too. She unfortunately ends up dying. Yeah. Um, but I think Sal gets a bad rap. I didn't think he was I thought he was funny. He's like this kid from the wrong side of the tracks that kind yeah. of got mixed up with these people. And well, the I mean, transformation to the demons, holy fuck, were they good? Yeah. Um what was it? Uh Linnea Quigley, like it, like well actually because like the demons Linnea Quigley and Angela looked amazing. The rest of the yes. demons just kind of looked half-assed, but I think that's because they spent all their money on making Angela and Suzanne look the best. Yes. And But yeah, Angela, like, there's a reason that she is in part two and part three, like, as the main villain in those movies going forward. Oh, yeah. Her, her makeup was just out of this world good. And her voice? Yeah. <laughs> really good. And... Uh -huh. It's really set the scene for Halloween, like creepy funeral parlor. You're partying with your friends. You do a fucking seance. Shit goes down. She does her little sexy dance at one point. Like, oh, my God, good. that dance. That dance, like, unnerves me. It's because of that strobe light and just, like, how it's, like, missing a beat. Yeah. Every single time she's moving, like, she's just missing, like, and then back on screen. Like, yeah, I was because I've always wondered how they did that. And I'm like, now that I've been playing around with editing, I'm going, oh, yeah, they just chopped up the editing a little bit and like took out little sections of it so she's like hopped forward instead of like showing that scene i'm going ah that makes sense now but i love it because it's like so effective 
it's really smart and the uh the casting scene where max and fanny have sex in the costume like totally halloween oh, yeah. shit like hey, you know, we should, totally do, we should go casket. fuck in a, in a coffin um and then you know what though i thought was the most halloween theme was the was the small wraparound story with the older gentleman yeah. that puts the razor blades in the apples because we all know that's a myth it's actually well it's not fully a myth it has happened but it's typically happened i think up to the a book I read recently, it may have happened since, but not to the masculine like I think it is. It's right. usually people that you know are that are trying to hurt your kid, right? Yes, exactly. So it's a family member, or whatever. And I enjoy how he puts these razor blades and shit in the apple, and then his wife makes a fucking apple pies, and yeah. then the blood and stuff starts cutting through his throat and killing him. Like that was honestly my favorite Halloween part of it. Yeah, because like she even says at the end, "Happy Halloween, honey," or something like that. <laughs> but it just pulled into the folklore so well. Of oh, it this, did. You know this myth and this belief—well, not myth—this small circumstance that has occurred, and I just thought that was great. Like, I honestly, I enjoyed the demon stuff. I enjoyed the funeral parlor and the haunted Halloween night, and these teenagers getting together the party, and of course, like the one dude's too cool for a costume, and the other people wear one. But that wraparound to me was like, fuck yeah, Halloween. Yeah, like that whole, like, 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 cause even the kids you see running around trick or treating and stuff, and the old man's walking down the sidewalk with his groceries and. Yeah. Like, like it was just so well done. Like, definitely a really fun 1980s. Uh, I don't know if it was low budget because they put a lot of money into the practical effects, but really good film. Easy to watch. I would definitely watch it again. And when they're walking down the street, I felt like it was a shout out to Thriller because their clothes were kind of oh uh, yeah like how they look in the Thriller video. I that's what I took away from that. And he's like young kids, and I don't know when the Thriller video came out, but I feel like it came out in the eighties. Yeah, it was like eighty four, eighty five. So I wondered if that was a little like shout out to the Thriller video. Oh, it could be, and right? yeah, like speaking of the effects, we I mean you got to talk about this weird ass scene with Linnea Quigley. The whole running the lipstick down and oh, inserting yeah. it into her nipple. Yeah. It didn't need to have that in the movie, but they added it. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah. And you know what though? Like she definitely had the body that you would get naked for, right? So oh, yeah. like, you know, I I totally dig that. I honestly that didn't stand out to me. Honestly, what stood out to me was the demons and that old man with those apples and then yeah. them walking down the street like if i pulled away stuff from that movie that represented halloween to me it was those things okay yeah because i think with me it i pulled that scene out because it's just so like what what what's going on here it's just so weird mm -hmm. and then another thing i gotta i pull away from this every time fucking stooge he is such a fucking dick oh him but, yeah such oh a my fan. god he cracked me up like i'm gonna have to pull my mic away for this but i was like uh, what is he has like some of the greatest lines like eat a bag of fuck or eat a bowl of fuck I'm here to party oh yeah he and he's like calling that chick bitch the entire time I would have fucking up, bitch. him in the fucking face oh he is such an like, asshole oh my god he's such a dick he's such a dick but he has like um, some of the funniest one-liners like oh like he's one of those characters that I liked and hated at the same time <laughs> I could not agree with you more it was 
fuck and like even when like she's like how does my makeup look and he's like um not really into that like it's Sal's yeah. reaction is fucking mint but like yet again we're looking at we're not doing a movie review we're looking at how well does it represent Halloween and I yep. do think it does um do a pretty good job of representing a teenager fantasy version of Halloween night and also that old man skit with the with the apples I thought was really really clever absolutely yeah I, I couldn't agree more like because I think the reason I picked that one was mainly because it was the Halloween party with them being all dressed up. Yes, you you picked a couple. And the next one we'll, we'll be talking about, which is one of your favorites of this uh, whole segment. Yeah, your drama club did this one too, right? <laughs> yes, they did, apparently. Mm, excellent. All right. So the next movie we are talking about uh, is Satan's Little Helper from 2004. It's an American black comedy slasher film directed and written by Jeff Lieberman. The film stars Alexander Brickle as Dougie, a nine-year-old boy video gamer on, who on Halloween meets a serial killer and unknowingly assists him in his murders. The film, which combines black comedy with horror, is Lieberman's first film as director in 17 years since 1988's Remote Control. Satan's Little Helper mm-hmm. was praised by reviewers for its satire, elements of, com- elements of comedy, and characterization. So, Heather... <laughs> You Why look- don't you talk about it first, Scott? All right. <laughs> I see you're just kind of building up the energy. I get mm-hmm. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so I chose this movie because, you know, like I said, we're doing the Halloween theme. And I felt this one covered the Halloween aesthetic really well because, like, the whole entire time, Dougie is in a Satan costume. And he's called Satan's Little Helper because he's obsessed with this video game called Satan's Little Helper. And which is very accurate for why yeah. someone would choose a costume and how they would become obsessed with it as a nine year old boy. So I will give that. Yep, exactly. And you also have your serial killer who is dressed up as a monster, but technically Dougie looks at him as Satan. So he like just believes him and follows him around. And it just, yeah, it's literally everything's happening on Halloween day and night, like throughout the whole entire thing. So you got your people, you're getting walking through people's yards with decorations all set up. Mm-hmm. talking about getting the halloween candy you go to a mm-hmm. halloween store mm-hmm. like everyone's getting dressed up mother's going to a halloween party and needless to say it has those elements but oh boy oh boy the acting <laughs> yeah it's the acting's painful but i will say that the scene so there's a scene where satan and dougie are at the grocery store oh i love this scene. and they are it puts dougie in a cart and dougie thinks this is all a game so no one's dying for real or getting hurt for real and he starts running over people he's like hit the blind guy 50 points hit the the pregnant woman 20 points so you know reciting from the video game right so that's what they're doing and i think most nine-year-olds could tell from fantasy to reality and would know that they're hitting people and that that's not okay but it was funny like that scene was funny and i will definitely give i i chuckled out loud watching that that was definitely my kind of humor and i did enjoy it um I definitely think it's sad. It it the mom's so fucking weird. She puts her daughter in like the sluttiest costume. Oh, I perceived know. the sluttiest costume or whatever. Very revealing costume. And you know, she's like, Mom, why are you making me wear this? I just brought this guy over and like we went to school together, but we kind of like this is our first date, but not our first date. And you know, and she's all flirtatious with him and 
and they go out to the to the store to get a costume last minute and he buys like the dumbest costume ever like it's just, oh, i'm gonna you know, take in my dad yeah right he's like my dad's like satan like it was just so fucking cheesy uh but the halloween party that the adults go to that night is great yep. uh you know people have sick costumes there you know it's what you would imagine as an adult halloween party uh definitely made sense when i thought about a halloween an adult halloween party uh the satan wrapping up the mother's face with tape oh now, yeah mind you her nose was already covered so i don't know why the second final layer was going to all of a sudden put her out but that's not, right <laughs> just like this movie was not one that you take seriously and try to follow any kind of plot on not and i all. loved how they didn't have any halloween candy like this family's apparently all about the fucking cider and here's a halloween costume and the kid's been wearing his costume for the past five fucking days but the mother hasn't gone out to get any candy and she just gives dollar bills out like it was right. so but i feel like that's because that's what some people will do is give out dollar bills like yeah. i felt like that was just making fun of something that people would do in that time frame. I mean, how I got dollar bills in my trick-or-treating when I went trick-or-treating a few times. Right, like, I feel like that's what that was playing to. Like, in Canada, we don't give out loonies and toonies. I know, loonies and toonies. But, like, <laughs> we'd never be like, here's a thing of loonies, kids. They'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> right. um, so, I, you know, I yet again, just a different different scene but i did like those little i guess you could say easter eggs of like making fun of halloween culture and and stuff like that i just found the movie horribly painfully acted and written and tough to get through with the exception of some scenes yeah and i like i said i'd watched this beforehand like once and then i'd rewatch were it you going, high i was i told you this was around the stoner scott days yeah you must have been fucked up yeah i guarantee i was ripped out of my freaking gourd yeah and yeah re-watching it i'm going oh heather's gonna kick my ass <laughs> <laughs> but i'm trying to pull out from the things that represented halloween yep and this one i out of the three we've talked about so far i feel is one of the better ones like has the halloween theme yes absolutely um would i watch it again no but will i give it credit for having enough little halloween things in it absolutely yeah, this one is might be something I'll rewatch. Maybe I'm not sure, but yeah. Don't like to, show any woman you start dating this, okay? <laughs> Please, God, do not show them this film. They will never come to your house again. Okay, fine. But what if they like bad movies? No, this isn't even a good bad movie. Like this is something that a real horror fan, like unless you meet someone that's like, I really fucking love every single horror movie, then show them this. I guess. Okay. okay. I'm fine. Oh, or no, just go ahead and be single for the rest of your life. That's fine too, because <laughs> this, this movie will get you. Right. Uh, but yeah, you I will not. Glad. No one will be bobbing for your apple, Scott. If you oh, <laughs> show them wah, this wah. movie, <laughs> Scott's like, "Hold on, you're almost there. Just put your head back down." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> but, uh yeah i just wanted to bring this one i'm glad i brought this one into the topic oh cause... me too <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah but yeah because i just i knew it had that good halloween feel to it so I, i'm glad i brought it in i regret watching it but <laughs> so glad you brought it in oh but the next one though, I, I it, see you're better for it now oh yeah that's right i'm a better person now <laughs> all right why don't you bring in this next bitch all right this next bitch uh the next one we are talking about is, I don't think anybody's ever heard of this movie. Probably not. 
Trick or Treat from 2007. The reason I say er treat er or treat is because there are several trick or treat, trick or treats, trick or treat. <laughs> so this is the 2007 American horror anthology film written and directed by Michael Doherty and produced by Brian Singer. Just film star. Okay, hold on. Do you? What? Sorry. But you know how you kept going on with trick or treat there? Mm-hmm. Do you ever like say to chicks you're going on dates with, girl, you want a trick or a treat? And they're like, uh, trick? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you sure you don't want a treat? They're like, oh no, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to try that next time. Yeah, let me know how it goes. Please, after you show them fucking Satan's Little Helper, let me know how that goes. While I'm showing them Satan's Little Helper. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe that's the plan. And then they'll start maybe, bobbing for apples just to drown themselves. Maybe they'll appreciate my Satan's Little Helper. Mm. <laughs> oh my God. What is wrong with you? Oh my God. Dude gets one fucking date and he thinks that he's a fucking playboy. All right, continuing I'm, this, this movie. I'm, I'm totally cutting a lot of that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to start from the very beginning. Then, All right. Okay. <laughs> so the next film we're talking about is Trick or Treat from 2007, which is an American horror anthology directed by Michael Doherty and produced by Brian Singer. The film stars Dylan Baker, Rochelle Ailes, and Anna Paquin and Brian Cox. It relates or it tells four Halloween horror stories with a common element in them. Sam, a mysterious child trick-or-treater wearing shabby orange footy pajamas with a burlap sack over his head. The character makes an appearance in each of the stories whenever a character breaks the Halloween tradition. Now, this one, this is the, what I would say, epitome of what a Halloween themed film should be like this just screams halloween throughout every inch of this film like yeah i agree with you 100 percent. like it goes through like i especially i love that beginning where it shows the uh trick-or-treat safety guidelines like the black and white video footage yep like i was like yeah i remember seeing stuff like that when i was in elementary school and do you still watch it i do (laughs) (laughs) but no like in each story has like a different tale of halloween and like breaking a certain halloween tradition so you got your first little uh wraparound story with the couple coming home from their halloween party and the girlfriend breaks tradition by tearing down the halloween uh decorations yeah she she decides that they want to take it down overnight which is a lot of work i don't know who would fucking come home and be like i was watching it with a friend and we were both like who the fuck would come home and be like oh man this is the time to clean all this shit up like they came from a party yeah i was just gonna say came from a big ass party like where they were drinking and shit i'd be like yeah let's go inside and eat some fucking candy or go to bed or have some sexy times like that's what i'd be looking to do right <laughs> i wouldn't be like oh time to clean up the fucking yard like <laughs> well, I mean, hell even the husband thought that like he's like i'm gonna go inside and watch our video <laughs> and he got himself ready and was waiting for her. <laughs> right and like i just didn't get the uh and it was a you know for someone that wasn't into halloween she it was a pretty big setup yeah like lots of pumpkins lots of like ghosts hanging from trees and cemeteries and stuff it was a like fully decorated yard but yeah, she broke Halloween tradition and then little old Sam had to pretty much kill her and turn her into a jack-o'-lantern herself. Now, what was interesting is that she heard stuff across the street. You yeah. caught that, right? And then she gets killed. Yes. And that ties into the end of the story. 
Yep. I love right. like how everything ties together. Like even those little subtle noises, everything just yep. ties together. Everything just ties together. Um, and then there was the principal, Charlie, an obsessed vandal who smashes jack o lanterns, is caught stealing candy from an unattended bowl left by the school principal, Steve Wilkins. So he lectures Charlie, which is the same kid from um, Bad Santa. Uh, yep, Bad Santa. Right? And then this kid starts like vomiting blood. Oh, and his vomit was like freaking oh, projectile man, it was vomit. Gross. <laughs> um, and then like you find out that this guy has a kid, and he's trying to bury Charlie in the back, in the uh, the backyard. And fuck, it's funny. Like and I, the and the little kid, he, his little son is so adorable. Just go watch Charlie Brown's Halloween. Charlie Brown's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty funny. Um. <laughs> yeah and then like and then the neighbor comes outside and is like this old neighbor's yelling at him he's trying to hide the body like it was very halloweeny like and i guess his issue was he didn't like when kids weren't grateful for halloween is that what it was um no i, I for him i think it was just uh he didn't psycho? like yeah i think he was just a psycho that was kidnapping children and like using them because you get that reveal at the end of the story with him like him and his son carving the jack-o-lantern and it's the head the boy's head yes so i yes. think that is i think he's just like a psycho that's teaching his son to be a psycho as well because you see the principal in oh, the red riding hood story later yes he ties into later where he says he has a date and he mentions i have a date later mm-hmm. right and it shows um, the psychopathic tendencies there too right and it was it was, and he's coming up behind his son with a knife, and you're like, "Holy fuck, what's gonna happen yeah. here?" Because his kid was being kind of annoying and driving him nuts. Yeah, right? like you're There's just like, "How the fuck is this gonna go down?" Um, no, it was it was really well done, and uh, yeah, and Billy doesn't seem upset. <laughs> and of course, his kid's yep. name is Billy. Always, of course, right? <laughs> the Halloween school bus massacre. This one was actually sad. Yeah, with like the, this is the one with the uh, slow children on the bus. Yeah, like so the kids that either they weren't necessarily slow, but they had like They're special. Either they were angry or they had other things going on. Oh, and that's they were right, on the bus and, and stuff. And that's the parents right. um, wanted to get rid of them, and they paid the bus driver to buy drive them off the cliff. And meanwhile, you see that these kids that come into the story have been collecting pumpkins, yep. jack-o'-lanterns. And they have that one girl that's new to town that has all those beautiful pumpkins that she's carved, those jack-o'-lanterns. Oh, everything. like her yard Rhonda. was freaking amazing. Yeah. And I had a really hard time at that bus school. I don't, like, I'm not someone that enjoys when bad things happen to kids. No. <laughs> like, I, I really don't. Like, you know, especially in something like they were, you know, basically murdered. I have a hard time with that. Now I know it's trick-or-treat and I'm not trying to be like it was a serious story or anything like right. that. Right. But I thought the prank was very good that they pulled on Rhonda and the whole going down the shaft elevator and keeping the pumpkins lit was very, very well done. And then the zombies come out of the bus. Yep. When they put the pump when they when the pumpkin lights go out, the zombies rise. Right? Like and then Rhonda goes, I thought she was gonna let that one kid back in though. Yeah, so did I. The one that was actually being kind of nice to her. Yeah, and she was like, Fuck like, you. Fuck you. I'm out. Right. <laughs> And I love when it, she goes all the way back up to the elevator and you're still hearing the kids screaming. Yep. You see cute little old Sam just sitting there waggling his feet, just sitting on the edge, just eating his little sucker. <laughs> and she and just they nod at by. each other. Yeah, they just nod they at each other and they go by. <laughs> right. And then you hear her howling in the distance. 
Yep, which ties. But you heard that earlier when the kids are sitting there waiting to go down. Yeah. Like her and the other kid, you hear the howling then. Yeah, which ties into the other story, which right? is the Little Red Riding Hood one. But I thought those kids were wearing accurate costumes, the one girl being yep. really bitchy. Like, it really did flow well together. It does. Like, like pretty much this movie, like, everything works perfectly and is designed the way it is for a reason. Absolutely. And it they, flows just one into the other so well. Absolutely. And the whole setting, like, it's foggy. Um it gives you that real campfirey ghost story. Like the school bus massacre one is very campfirey oh, story, yeah. right? Um, and then Lori, a self-conscious young woman, arrives in town with her sister Danielle and friends. They pick up dates and save Lori, who wants her first time to be special, and declines their invitation for a get together. And that's where she runs into the um, Wilkins. Yep, the guy from the ver- the pretend like he's a vamp- you think he's a vampire. Well, you don't know it's him. Right. You see this guy that's presenting as a vampire killing this chick. Yeah, because he's literally like biting into her neck and blood being drawn and Right, like real fucked up shit. And it's all and... during like a masquerade style party. Right. And then he follows her, he confronts her, and then they bring her back bring him back to the bonfire. You realize it's him. <laughs> the fake vampire teeth, when she pulled those out, I was like, That's awesome. Yeah. Fucking and awesome. That whole scene when they're like transforming too like because it's all these women are trans like they just brought everybody here to get eaten well and they're hot girls right they're all good looking yep. chicks and then they all transform and they be the transformation is pretty fucking good like it's yeah. i well done i loved that type of werewolf transformation where they're actually like ripping their skin off and throwing it off yeah yeah like instead I of like agree. the hair growing through it they're just like ripping it off like it's a costume absolutely yeah it was really it was really fucking cool and uh yeah, you see Sam in the corner on the uh, sitting on a stump in that one, just kind of once again, just watching and enjoying. Yep. And like, yeah, you hear the howls, which breaks into another part of the story again. And yeah, and then Sam eventually, um, when Wilkins is burying, burying Charlie's body, Keegan scares away the children to steal their candy, aided by his dog. Sam breaks into his house. They have this huge fucking showdown. Shit kind of connects back to where Wilkins was going back into the house, and he saw uh key key d or whatever it is key the the old man oh yeah looking for help um <laughs> and then eventually he offers candy to sam and that fulfills the halloween tradition and sam leaves but, but he finds the, out later that yep he finds out later that the ghost children show up because we find out as viewers when you see a picture he was the bus driver to those children and so it was just kind of like sweet revenge, but like, yeah, like this story, it's probably one of my favorites because it's pretty freaking scary the way like yeah. Sam is stalking. He's like climbing on the ceiling and like all over the place. Yeah. And you get that reveal of Sam with his mask off and he's like this just childlike pumpkin. Yeah. That look, but and I love how like he gets blown to pieces and you see Sam's little cute little hand just kind of crawling around and like hooking itself back up to his arm and like each part of him is just like he's like basically a living pumpkin that just keeps being able to rebuild himself and he's such a cute little villainous like spirit of halloween i love it he is and i kind of like how he spares him yeah because of the i think he sees the photograph yeah but i think he sees the photograph and yeah he just wanted like he just wanted the candy for trick-or-treating because i think yep. sam was the trick-or-treater in that story wasn't he like the, the yeah. one that got the door slammed on him yeah and that's 
and then he's and then the guy's giving out candy and then <laughs> the fucking kids show up and then you realize he was the bus driver because they had alluded that the bus driver had got away but they never went they never found him or whatever the case was right yeah so, and it all came together and then that's what she hears and then that's when sam gets her like it's a very it's a very well wrapped around anthology for sure great film definitely easily rewatchable captures halloween night captures adult parties kids events uh stories the werewolf mythology everything like everything yeah it's so well done michael doherty has a knack for capturing the halloween spirit because like i said he did krampus as well which is another amazing christmas movie absolutely krampus is a phenomenal film absolutely no i really enjoyed trick or treat Yep, it is. Yep, it is a uh, ten out of ten. I love this movie. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, we will uh, jump on to the last Halloween-themed horror film we have on our list, and that is 2013's All Hallows Eve. It's another American horror anthology written, directed, and edited by Damien Leone in his feature film directorial debut. And the film is presented as a series of shorts that two children and their babysitters discover on an unmarked videotape on Halloween night, all of which feature a homicidal clown named Art. The film stars uh, Katie McGuire, Catherine Callahan, Mary Macer, Kayla Leon, with Michael Gianelli as Art the Clown. It incorporates footage from 2006 short film The Ninth Circle, as well as the 2011 short film Terrifier, both of which were also directed by Leon and directed or and featured Art the Clown. So this one is one that you picked. So I'll, I'll let you uh, go for this one. Well, I just think it starts off well, right? After a night of trick-or-treating, the babysitter Sarah um, is surprised to see that the children, Tia and Timmy, have received an unmarked VHS tape in their bag. So this definitely could never work now because VHS, like, who is a VHS player? Yeah, it'd be like, a blank disc now. Right, it'd be like, or a got a Blu-ray. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh my I god a, it's all the friday the 13th box set but it's all part five. <laughs> oh hell yeah <laughs> or it's all jason goes to hell can you imagine you get your box set it's all jason goes to hell i'd be more Some pissed if like, it was jason x oh see you're funny um <laughs> so anyway they the kids convince her to watch this fucking tape i would throw this tape out i'd be like we're not watching this fucking tape i don't know where this shit came from yeah we're exactly. not doing this you know whatever you would fucking watch it who are you who i mean are no you? no i'm if I was a babysitter with the kids, no, I would be watching it on my own. I'd be like, no, I wouldn't even watch it on my own. I'd be like, <laughs> fuck this. I'd throw it out. I'd be like, no, mm-mm. don't want to go down that road. And this is why Heather will live and I would die. Trouble down that road. Lots of trouble down that road. Not right. history down that road. So the first story and like the kids convince her. They're like, oh, no, we should watch it. Or the boy does. It's the boy that really wants to see oh, it. Oh, the boy is like a little shit. Right. But the interaction's good. They came back from oh, yeah. treating the pumpkin stuff like that. Like it's all very, very legit. So the first segment features a young woman named Casey who is drugged and kidnapped by Art the Clown by waiting for a train. Art the Clown's a little bit bigger in this one because it's not played by the same actor, right? Yeah. He, he did he a pretty good job. Of, oh, yeah. So he does a good job. But yeah, like he's like you can definitely tell the size difference. Like, I think he's a little yes. bit shorter and a yes. little bit, little bit a little wider. A little more stockier, right? Yeah. Uh, she's found herself chained with two other women. They're dragged away by their chains. Like, it's a very good story. I don't consider this story very Halloween-y. Like, even though you see the couple coming from a co- uh, costume party, um, which is fine. You know, like, they right. kind of talk about, like, oh, this came from a party. And, like, he's kind of dressed up, and that's why she's not acting weird about it, because it's Halloween night. Because, really, if it was, like, you know, 
March 13th and you saw <laughs> March 13th was the day that everything shut down here. Isn't that probably ironic that, that, I that is that really freaking weird if it was <clears throat> may 18th you would be like why is this dude in a motherfucking clown costume but if right. it was like <laughs> the 30th or the 31st you'd be like i know why this dude's in a fucking clown costume right like you would not be surprised right. like this guy's in the fucking clown costume fuck he's creepy i'm gonna stay a little away from him right you just be <laughs> like this is a fucking weirdo in a clown costume he's taking halloween one two two one two steps too far or whatever yeah um <laughs> I don't know. What do you think of the story? Like, I think it's, it's interesting. And like, you know, you find out there's a humanoid and like, it's, it's a different, like it was a, like these stories, like this movie is very uh, like kind of mean spirited in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And uh, but yeah, this one didn't really have a whole lot to it, but it was still entertaining. Like, um, yeah, I'm because I think this is probably the weakest of the stories yeah and like she's raped by satan i don't think it's the weakest of the stories i just think it's really fucking dark um and after the segment like sarah's like i can't believe i let you guys watch this shit and timmy's like i want to see more right (laughs) that'd be like that'd be like me as a kid i'm terrified and um she decides to continue to watch it so she puts them to bed tells them they have to go to bed and then she keeps watching the shit yep like i'm sorry if i saw some chick get raped by satan i'd be like Hold on, nine one one. I have something that I think you should look at. I just think I just saw somebody. Either this is a short film, or this is like a snuff film, or whatever it is. I don't feel safe having this. Yeah, because yeah, that one like, especially out of all the stories, because it's just like, what the fuck? Like the rape scene alone would make you be like, or women being tied up to fucking chains in the subway. Yeah, but it wouldn't be a horror movie. Exactly, exactly. If people did that. So right. They don't. <laughs> and that's okay. Um, so the second segment features a woman near Caroline who's just moved into a new country home at night. A bright object crashes near the house and a power outage occurs. Caroline finds that her phone and her car are malfunctioning, so she's trying to get out. Um, she tries to receive a call from her husband and she basically finds out it's an alien. And then as she's dragged off, she pulls off an image of art the clown so i like the story i Um, don't like this one so i don't have much to say okay see i like the uh stalking and uh hunting in this one the way the alien does everything i especially love the alien the way the alien looks because he's wearing what we perceive as the gray black eyed gray skin black eyed skinny alien but it's a freaking like helmet mask it's not even his real face so it like looks just even more weird. So I, I yeah. love that they did that. Um, yeah, this this story itself doesn't have any feel to Halloween as well. Like, zero. Yeah, zero. Yeah, zero. It's just um, an enjoyable little short story for me. It just ties Art the Clown, right? Who yeah. you can argue is, you know, clowns are creepy. This dude was dressed up on Halloween night in the original one. That's kind of the continue through. It's really the wraparound story that does it for me. Yes, the wraparound story like really screams Halloween. And I think this next story I think takes place on Halloween. I'm not sure. So the third and final segment features a costume designer driving down an isolated road. Stopping at a gas station, she finds the attendant furiously kicking out Art, who has apparently smeared feces on the walls of the gas, of the gas station bathroom, which is just like what he does in Terrifier. Yep, I'll say he likes to do that, apparently. Right? The attendant fills her tank and hears a noise. 
um, goes inside the gas station. He doesn't come out. Art chopping up the attendant's body. So she sees Art's chopping up the attendant's body. She flees. So I don't believe this is on Halloween. It's just Art being fucked up and chasing her. Yeah, and he chases like, her for quite some time. Yeah, like, uh, and for the longest time, I thought this girl that he was that he was chasing was the blonde, like one that was like starting shit with him in Terrifier. Like, I actually mm. had to look it up because I thought it was the same person. I'm going, oh, I wonder if they just kind of brought her back in as kind of a tie to All Hallows' Eve. But no, it's a different actress. Well, she was dead, right? Like, she got caught up on the table yeah. and he amputated her and shit. Oh, yeah, he fucked her r- right. right up. <laughs> but the tie-in to me is the is the wraparound. So it's yeah. the VHS. It's the kids coming back from trick-or-treating. It's this is Halloween happening on Halloween. You're watching this creepy videotape. Um, everything is just playing into you got this random shit in your bag who knows who gave it to you so you don't right. even know who gave it so I'm assuming this like the ring where you have to give it to someone else to pass the curse on or maybe art just continues to fucking stalk you I don't know they never yeah. explain that part of the mythology no and they don't even never do it in the sequel either I haven't seen the sequel yeah the sequel doesn't even follow any of this at all okay so disturbed sarah turns off the television a home phone rings and when sarah answers it she hears the costume designer from the third segment pleading for help which is pretty fucked up that she would start hearing that and it's a great tie into the movie i think anyway yeah and it kind of uh does that whole uh i can't remember the name of the movie but the killers in the house oh um when a stranger calls yes yeah. kind of has like that nod almost too with art absolutely absolutely um the television turns back on and displays a dingy room and art steps into the frame approaches sarah from within the screen and begins to pound on the glass which i think is fucking great like i think that scene is fucking awesome like it just kind of pulls on that whole creepiness of halloween night sarah sees then sees herself on the television screen with art behind her she frankly removes the vh the tape from the vcr and smashes it in the floor destroying it then she goes up to check on timmy and and finds out that art has murdered them but you don't even know if it's real or not because like you're not sure if she's hallucinating because right. he's just standing there with the blood and he's doing his, his silent laugh right and his silent laughs and it's so fucking creepy for halloween like he came through the screen and came after her um, yeah it, Which... it's fucked up like that is that wraparound is honestly like probably the first story gets to me and the and the and the third story and the wraparound yeah yeah like those stories are like very dark and but they flow better it's like he left the chick from the first one and then he came back in a different i guess because he's supposed to be kind of a humanoid too in the first one or he's feeding a humanoid so i guess they kind of do make sense but it's the wraparound that really reminds me of halloween night yep i completely agree and i mean and speaking of halloween night like you know terrifier takes place on halloween night the movie but I did. I, I just have to bring it up real quick because I've heard so many people complain about like the supernatural element of Terrifier. This movie right here proves that art is supernatural. Yeah, absolutely. There's absolutely. many things he does throughout this film that make him supernatural. Well, and even at the beginning of Terrifier, you get the impression that he's supernatural. Yeah, but like, people for some reason have an issue with it. But I also got an issue that he uses a gun, and they don't think it can be a slasher. <laughs> he uses a fucking gun in one. That scene. is so like, true fuck's sakes like are we really going to be that picky that he uses a gun for one kill and all like he cuts open a fucking woman's woman's skin and wears it right right like that's not done with a motherfucking gun that's done with a fucking knife 
Right. Like he kills <laughs> like those pizza delivery or those pizza dudes. Like he shoots one chick. Yeah. And he did one it because he's out of frustration. Right. Like it's not like he just runs around with a gun the entire film. There's a whole bunch of other kills where he doesn't have a gun. So it'd be like, right. it's not a slusher, slasher because he used a gun in one scene. I don't know. Yeah. That seems a little far-fetched to me. D- just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, but yeah, I, I, those are the movies that we thought, and, and probably some of them are more popular than others. Um, that just really represent the Halloween spirit to me. Like I think about babysitting and I think about All Hallows Eve as the most accurate representation I've seen of babysitting modern day yeah that is very true actually you know i think that is probably the most accurate most like yeah you're just sitting there chilling with the kids they bring home this vhs tape maybe they beg you enough and you put it on but after that first fucking story i'd be like fuck this shit calling the cops (laughs) oh well shit after about halfway through that story i would have turned it off and said you kids get out of here and i would either finish it to see what the hell's going on and then go, okay, I'm calling the cops. Or I would have just got rid of the tape and just completely. No, I would have called the cops and not even finished it. And been like, you need to come take a look at this shit. Now, do you think if she hadn't finished the tape that he would have come after her? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that, yeah, she had to finish the tape to do it. Because it seemed like she kept being drawn back to it, too. So I think there may be, like, something with it. Like, once you play it, you kind of want to finish it. Well, and that's also the thing of human nature. We don't look away. Yeah. It's happening to somebody else, so it's safe. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's why we like horror movies, right? We talked about this back in episode one. It's a safe escape into fear, right? right. So, you know, she could argue she was doing the exact same thing. Um, Halloween night, I don't know, she's babysitting. Maybe she thought that would be a fun thing to do. Yeah. Because I, like, I, if I was, like, a babysitter, like, I probably would watch, like, want to watch some, like, kind of scary movies with the kids, depending on their age and how they handle it. Yeah, like Serbian stuff. film, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Scott would put on. It's like, Serbian all right, film, girl next door. I you got know. one for you. Let's put some human centipede on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's watch Solo, 120 Days of Sodom. Yeah, we also, let's get the real shit going, right? No, that's what Tim Davis so shows his kids. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of shit he likes to put on. Um, oh. But yeah, so I guess that that finishes out our Halloween theme. Um, yeah, like really don't have much else to say about these films. Like and like Halloween in general. Like I said, every podcaster that's a horror movie, like even non horror podcasters, do Halloween episodes. So you know, we didn't want to do like the whole history of Halloween. So we just kind of just, yeah wanted to do the find the movies that fit that theme, like of Halloween as a holiday. Absolutely. Even though it's so funny to say it's a holiday, right? Like, it's not really yeah, a holiday. I mean, because holiday technically is holy day, and Halloween is not <laughs> that. Well, depending on your faith. So. Yeah, that is true. Judgy, judgy pants over here. That is very true. <laughs> so our out of the dark segment is just basically Scott and I bullshitting. So hold on tight, boys and girls, for the six or whoever you identify as, um, as a very exciting party we're about to have right now so favorite horror movies favorite candies scott always gets so offended when i don't let him go first so scott go <laughs> so we're talking favorite halloween horror films right oh my god yeah but scott don't list all of them okay fuck's sake no. you don't have all night no well i am gonna go one that's not even like it's borderline horror child and that is Ernest scared stupid i love this movie this and hocus pocus are like two that i have to watch around this time of year 
because it brings out the kid in me. Like I just feel young at heart when I watch them, and I just have this like Hocus Pocus just because it's a good Halloween movie. Ernest Scared Stupid because I'm a huge Ernest fan, and it just brings a big dumb smile on my face seeing his antics on screen. And he was a really fun guy. He, he was. was, yeah. And just great to, character uh, actor. And the trolls in that are terrifying. Like they're. Gross. I haven't seen it in a long time. Well, to give you one uh, clue, the trolls were the killer clowns from outer space, repainted and repurposed for this movie. Oh, that's really cool. That's cool. Yeah, so like it's the Chiodo brothers that do critters and killer clowns and all that stuff. That's their designs they put into this movie. The main troll was something they created for the film, and yeah, they're creepy, gross, slimy. Like it kind of creeped me out as a kid, but at the same time had that levity that made me feel better about myself when I'd watch Ernest just hurting himself or doing something stupid. Nice. <laughs> How about a bumper sandwich, booger lips? <laughs> oh my God. That's funny. Oh, I love it. <laughs> you watch the original Halloween? Uh, yes, that is yeah, like I watch. Usually what I end up doing is like a lot of the child horror, like Hocus Pocus and Earth Scared Stupid would be like throughout the month. And then Halloween night, depending on like what day it lands on or whatever, I'll usually do trick or treat, the original Halloween, then follow it up with Halloween 2. Will you add Halloween 2018 to your list now? Maybe occasionally. Like it might not be on Halloween. Like it might just be one I'd walk, watch during October because I do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And it does have like the Halloween vibe to it. You know, I am not a Halloween um, <laughs> Halloween fanboy or fangirl or fan person. Neither am I. Um, I like I like them. I do. Yeah. I, I The first ones I saw were Halloween 4 and 5. And I always have enjoyed that storyline. It's a separate for, storyline in the Halloween universe. Um, I've always thought it was cool. The idea that Lori would have had a daughter and Michael Myers would have come after her um, and the daughter, you know, the end of the fourth one leaves you wondering what the daughter's intentions were. Yeah. And the fifth follows up from that. Um, the sixth one, I do find hard to sit through. I didn't hate. Um, I-, I liked Halloween H2O for what it was. Yeah, came out in the 2000s. It's a product of the 2000s. I do appreciate that Michael Myers is able to all of a sudden like, uh, engage in some serious crossfit with blowing himself down with one fucking hand from the uh yeah from the ceiling obviously dude drinks a lot of whey protein i do have to uh, say i love that shot though (laughs) it's a great shot jamie curtis is great in it they really should have ended it i agree with dave c when they chopped off his head i think that i should have ended it there i don't hate resurrection though i think resurrection is fucking funny like I find that film fucking hilarious. I with Buster Rhymes and shit. Like I just think it's funny. I didn't think that movie was ever supposed to be taken seriously. I just figure it was like a dumb fucking movie that they threw out um, Michael Myers in. Like, it, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, they could have made it. If they didn't put Michael Myers in it. They just used some other fucking serial killer. It would have been a fucking funny movie. Yeah. Like the their biggest mistake was putting Jamie Lee Curtis and making it Michael Myers. If they had just used it, some random fucking psycho got loose and broke into this reality TV show of this haunted house, it would have been not a bad movie. Like, yeah, and I think the whole Michael like, Myers. I think the whole killing off Jamie in the first like five minutes of the film. Well, and then to like have the really dumb plot throughout it and his really shitty mask. Like, yet again, if they had just had a psychopath, like, yeah. it would have been fine. Um, and called it something else like called it i don't know night of the psycho or i don't know killer killer 
uh, killer television. I don't know. Killer William Shatner. Right? Like, you just know, you, but yeah, you wouldn't have had the mask then, right? You would have just right. had this fucking psycho show up and, you know, maybe his family was killed in the house and he's come back to take revenge on the reality TV show that's there. There you go. I just came out with a fucking movie and you could have still had Buster Rhymes fighting. Would have still been fucking awesome. So true. Um, and what was the one that was after that? I feel like. Then it's Rob Zombies. Rob Zombies, which I'm not a huge fan of um for the first part of the rob zombie one i find the whole oh he was trailer trash and then he yeah. got bullied and that's why he's so fucked up i really don't like that i but don't I want do. a story on why he's a killer no it's fucking annoying like i'm so sick of rob zombie trying to make you feel bad for the antagonist shut up rob zombie i don't need to feel bad for your antagonist now that being said i like rob zombie films and i did enjoy the last half of of halloween rob zombie like, yep. I thought Laurie Strode and the chicks that they got were fucking excellent. Yeah. I thought their dialogue was good. It was only that beginning part that I don't like. I enjoy The Devil's Rejects and A House of a Thousand. Good movies. I didn't hate 31. I thought it was all right for a Rob Zombie film. What did you uh, think of Halloween 2? I didn't enjoy it. I didn't get through it. I thought it was stupid. I couldn't yeah. handle it. I it's, shut it's, it off. Yeah, it's... i seen both these in theaters. And part two, like, I... I got so, so, so excited when it was like, oh, they're literally remaking part two. It's going to be in the hospital and it's going to be like Rob Zombie violent. Awesome. Oh, this was like 15 minutes of a dream sequence. Fuck you. Really? You got me excited and you're just like, nope, fuck this. We're doing something completely off the walls and bringing in a white horse and my wife's coming back as a ghost. Oh my God. Why? Why? <laughs> why? But my wife in every movie. Um, but, you know, that's not even the issue I had with it. I couldn't stand Lori's character. And I understand that she would have had to have trauma and her behavior. Like, the first 15 minutes, she's just swearing. And she's like, ah, fuck this, fuck that. Yeah. And, you know, maybe I'm evil like my uncle. And I was like, ah, fuck, I can't. Like, and, and I get it. Like, it's actually a pretty, it's probably more accurate <laughs> to what would actually yeah. happen. I'll give them credit. Like, like there's trauma there. Me. It just wasn't for me. It's not a bad movie. It's just not something that I enjoyed at the time. You know what? Maybe if I watched it now, it would be different because I've seen more Rob Zombie films. Maybe I would have a bigger, better appreciation for it. It just wasn't my jam at the time. I would never sit and shit on people who like that movies no. or even like them more than the original ones. Like, I think Rob Zombie is a decent storyteller. I just personally don't need a backstory to why Michael Myers is evil. And I definitely don't need him coming from some trailer trash family right. like, at all. You know, I don't need that one bit. Um, and I I enjoyed Halloween eight, 2018, but I honestly didn't think it was needed. And I realized that's probably an unpopular opinion. Yep, but I, here. I thought it was fine. Like, I enjoyed yeah. it, but I was like, didn't need to do it. Um, and I really was hoping it was going to end. I don't know why we need two more. <laughs> right. But you know what? Maybe they'll be good. They're entertaining films. Yeah, I'll, I'll still watch them. Like... The special effects and definitely Halloween 2018 captured Halloween night very well. Yeah. Um, Walking the street with the trick-or-treaters and that awesome like single shot take that he's going through and goes through the garage and walks through the house and you're following him the whole time and he's back out on the street with the trick-or-treaters again. I yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I just, I, I just, we didn't talk about it because everyone's going to talk about it and we just yeah. didn't feel the need to repeat it. Just like we didn't want to talk about the original Halloween like that because. Yeah. I mean, for one, that one really to me didn't feel Halloween the most. For like, didn't have the Halloween aesthetic to me. I think it does for that time period. I think yeah. it does represent it. But I think for now, um, 
Yeah, they do carve, but I never got why they were carving the jack jack o' lantern like the night of. Yeah. Like, and, and like it seemed like they did it you usually do that, like, after a week they of? came home from trick or treating, which right. I didn't really get. But you know what? Like, really, that's a small plot issue. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, but Hocus Pocus, huh? That was that was something you really liked. Yep, and um, Garfield's uh, Halloween episode. Oh, interesting. I love like that. That one actually scared me when I was a kid because of the uh, pirate ghosts that they run into like mm. during the story. Those ghosts creep me the hell out because they kind of reminded me of the ghosts from the fog. Yeah. And like, but yeah, I love that. Uh, I love that cartoon. Like during the holidays, I'll take the trip down nostalgia and stuff like when I was a little kid and rewatch some things and like I'll find Halloween themed episodes like the Halloween themed uh, Roseanne episodes because those are mm. really well done because, you know, their family is all about celebrating Halloween. Mm. Um, but yeah, like for the most part, uh, oh, I do have to mention Trick or Treat from the 80s. Because that is one that I usually watch with uh, mm. Sammy Kerr. Sammy Kerr lives. Yeah. <laughs> Love that movie. Heavy metal horror at its finest. <laughs> nice. But yeah, like it just all depends. Like I switch everything up because I, you know, there's a certain ones I'll watch every year, and then there's ones I'll watch every couple of years just to kind of bring it up, switch it up, and try to watch something new. Like this year, I tried watching some newer 2019, 2020 Halloween themed horror films and they all fell flat on their face. They were just not that good. <laughs> you know, I really liked Haunt from last year. Yes, Haunt really, was really good. And we already covered Haunt, I believe, uh, in our Haunted no, Attractions. I don't think we actually did. I, wow, I can't remember if we actually did, because that's I, when I we used know. to cover a lot of movies. So we might have covered Haunt. Um, I love Haunt. I think it's an excellent film. Hellfest, I really like, too. I feel like that one captures, like, going to scares. Yes. I I really liked Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yep, that I, one has a good Halloween feel to it. Absolutely. I, I think it's one of the better, like, I thought they did a great adaptation of the book. Um, Same here. I love it. Like, one of my one of my personal friends actually messaged me going, hey, have you seen Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? And I'm like, yes. He's like, well, what do you think? I'm like, watch it. Like you'll yeah, love it if you're a fan of those books, you'll love it. It's a good fucking movie. Um, I really like Sleepy Hollow. We've talked about it in the yep. past, but it's love one Sleepy of my Hollow. favorite movies to watch around Halloween time, uh, because of the pumpkins that are in at the Halloween party. It takes place around Halloween. A little a bit more of the folklore in there. Dark uh, Tim Burton film in general. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the Nightmare Before Christmas is a great bridge between Halloween and Christmas. I think. Uh, yeah. Everyone and their mom knows about that movie. It's funny. I usually watch that on Thanksgiving night. Yeah, it's a good for, At least for American Thanksgiving, because it's like halfway yeah. between Halloween and October, uh, Christmas. So it's like yeah. that perfect bridge gap movie. Yeah, I think that's really smart, actually. Um, but I think Sleepy Hollow is one movie I've seen a billion times over. I could watch it over and over again. I never get bored of it. I love yeah. it so much. I love the romance in it. Um I also enjoy the Halloween original. That's something I always watch. Uh, I'll watch Haunt. I, I really like Haunt. Um, and Trick or, Trick or Treat. I think the one this that we watched this year will definitely become something that I really enjoy. Yeah, that's it's kind of got to. It's almost just like uh, a rite, rite of passage now. Once you're a horror fan, you have to watch this every year. And I also have a playlist of uh, horror music. And I do, do have... 
Yeah, I do on my Spotify and I play it when I used to drive into work, you know, back in the days. <laughs> yeah, back, back um, in 2019. <laughs> back in 2019. Actually, I don't miss driving into work. I'll be no. honest. I'm very happy working from home. <laughs> I am not complaining at all. I'm living my best life. Um, if borders were open, things would be perfect. That's the only thing that's that's inconveniencing me right now. Um, but I have a Halloween that. playlist that I listen to. And I really like it. And I really like John Carpenter's. Um, I really like a lot of soundtrack to horror movies. I like to listen to those around Halloween. I, I love the song, This is Halloween. Yep. By This is Halloween. This is uh, Halloween. Is and I like the Marilyn Manson version. I was just about to ask if it's the Marilyn Manson one you like. Or uh, it was I, I like both, honestly. Yeah, they're both, both good. good. Right? Um, yeah, like those are, I, I enjoy watching the Thriller video. Yeah, I, I got to at least listen to and watch Thriller once. Oh. And one more movie I completely forgot about. Speaking of bringing up Vincent Price earlier, but um, House on Haunted Hill. Oh yes, yes, the original. Yeah, I gotta yeah. watch that because it's just for me. It's like a classic Halloween horror film. I mean, it's not technically on Halloween, but it just has that black and white spooky vibe for Halloween. You know what other song I really like is uh Did you ever see the movie The Purple People Eater? One yes. I one horrifying purple people, people eater. eater. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that song too. Um yeah, you know, like I'm definitely a basic bitch when it comes to horror movies that I like. I I actually haven't watched Hocus Pocus in a long time and I honestly have no interest in watching it again. I feel like it's something I liked as a kid. I think I'll find it annoying as an adult knowing I me. think you would be surprised. I thought the same thing. We have different tastes, Scott. We do, but I think you would be a little more surprised because it's it's darker than what I remembered it being, too. Well, I will save it till when my friend's daughter is old enough, and I'll watch it with her for the there first you go. time. Um, the Witches. No, I probably wouldn't watch that again. There's not many movies from when I was younger, with the exception of Sleepy Hollow. Yep, that makes I sense. really am very and Halloween four and five. I actually really enjoy Halloween four and five, but I think that's more because those were the first Halloween movies I saw because they're not that great. Like I can sit there and be like, no, they're not the best fucking movies in the entire planet. But like, I really like them and right. I have fun with them. And I actually watched Halloween four today in prep oh, for you? something special. Something special. <laughs> <laughs> well, aren't you, uh, aren't you clever, huh? What about <laughs> candy, Scott? What what kind of candy do you like? Oh man, so this may come as a shock to some people, but I'm I'm not like the big chocolate fan. Like I like chocolate, sure, but it's not like my go-to candy. I'm the kind that likes the tart, fruit-flavored candies. Mmm. So I was always excited when, like, I would dump my bag and I would see, like, Starbursts and Skittles and... Razor blades in your apple. Yes. Um, Knife and, in your Kit Kat. And random rusty pennies that some people would give us. Like old people. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but uh, one of the candies, like, this is kind of like an oddball one, but I love these to this day. And I just don't know... I'm, I never see them in store and know where to ever buy them, but they always show up in like Halloween, like pillow sacks whenever I'd go trick or treating. And it'd be those fruit flavored Tootsie Rolls. Instead of them being like the chocolate flavored Tootsie Roll, it'd be like lemon flavored or orange flavored or strawberry or cherry. Nice. I, I loved those. And I, yeah, I don't know where the fuck people find those because I never see them in stores. Like if I did, I'd probably have like buy up a bag and just have them at my house. <laughs> Because I love them. And um, then I was also a big fan of, I got to say it this way, American Smarties. Yes, it's true because they are different. Yep, completely different. 
but I loved I loved them as a kid and sweet tarts and stuff like that. Because Canadian Smarties are chocolate, like M and M's. Yeah, I'll say they look like exactly like M and M's. But I can't have Smarties because they have flour in them. Yeah, um, and that has gluten. But, I will uh, have to I will have to try them when I come over. Yeah, we'll get you. I'll get you a pack of Smarties. They're easy just, to come by. Just so I can say I tried them. <laughs> of course, of course. But how about you? Which type of candies did you like getting? Um, well, I definitely like sour candies as well. I liked Crispy Crunch was my favorite chocolate bar. Crispy Crunch. I don't know if I've ever that one. Oh, they're Canadian. They're Canadian. Oh, okay. Um, it's like uh, this toffee covered candy and it's yum Ooh. yum in your tum tum. Um, chips were fine. But I used to be like, <laughs> you know, you bring your pillowcase and I don't know if you're like, this is a kid to you. We start off super ambitious running up to house to house to house, but like you get tired and I was an only child, right? So I'd usually go out with one friend and my dad, my dad was a fucking trooper. Like he would take me out throughout the neighborhood and he, we would be out for hours on end. Like I would come yep. back with like bags of candy. Sometimes you have to go back to get a new pillowcase. Yep. That was same here. Cause yeah. I would always hit my uh, grandmother's subdivision up and it would be me, my brother and my parents, my parents got smart and said, fuck this. We're not walking around with these little balls of energy. We're driving them around and just dropping them at it or following them everywhere they go. Oh, wow. That's, that's clever. Now my dad walked with us, um, and, uh, you know, we used to have something called the pumpkin control up here where it would be like a car, um, that had like pumpkins on the side. It was run by the police and they would come by and they'd give you like glow in the dark bags. And oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like it was really community based. Um, and like <sighs> the UNICEF thing was a really big deal because <sighs> we used to collect for UNICEF. And if you collected enough money, like you would get acknowledged and stuff like that, which was really awesome. I, I really enjoyed Halloween night. I always enjoyed dressing up. We shared some of our costumes on the page. Yep. Um, I love that. I will have three costumes this year. I am. I already had my Super Heather one, which was the kid-friendly one. And then I will be wearing either a witch costume or um, I had something else in mind that I was going to wear. Oh, a devil or something like that. Uh, oh, yeah. To trivia night. And then I will be wearing a much more um, adult theme costume <laughs> to <laughs> uh, the drag show that I'll be going to on October 30th. Um, that, that I can't wait to see pictures of all of them because you you showed me pictures of last year's and the couple years before. Like, you go all out. Like, you literally are just like, no, I, I'm in one costume. No, I'm in three, maybe four costumes. I got costumes for every event. <laughs> well, you know what? I figure you only live once and you might as well make the best of the time that you're here. And um, I probably, I'm I'm kind of flirting with doing the Lady Luck or the witch, the sexy witch, um, not too sexy, like not over the top to the trivia, but I have this devil <clears throat> costume in mind to go to the drag show and it's pretty scandalous. Nice. Um, so we'll see if I end up actually doing it. Yeah, because I will say I do love that Lady Luck costume. That one is freaking awesome. Yeah, that won me first prize, first place prize yeah. last year at the costume. That so was I really well done. I used to go to this United Way fundraiser as well when we had work in person and we would dress up for United Way and you get a lunch and people would do like a talent show and then you would have a costume contest and I won last year. And um, I was going to ask, did you make that costume or is that something you bought? No, uh, that was from a friend of mine. She gave up a whole bunch of costumes and I wore it. I was like, because that is a really cool, unique outfit. I've never it seen is. anything like that. It is. Um, and which is why I probably won. Um 
but yeah, it, it, it was definitely a lot of fun and I definitely plan on doing the same thing again this year. And uh, Mickey has a costume. Mickey's my dog and uh, he has a bow tie and he has uh, <laughs> You look so cute in it too. Which I, I usually do dress him up on Halloween. So we'll see if that happens this year, how he's feeling. But yeah, what are you going to go as? Uh, I am so undecided for this year just because I guess, like I've told you before, I just haven't felt the Halloween spirit at all this year. Like yeah. going to the event last night kind of brought it out of me a little bit. Doing our episode tonight's helping me. Yeah, going to be doing some pumpkin par- carving next weekend, so that's going to help. Um, I'm not sure. I may just reuse some old Halloween stuff and mix and match or whatnot. But I know last year I did end up doing two costumes because that's when you and I first became friends uh, on Facebook, and we were both commenting on our Halloween outfits. Cause... Yeah, you went as a uh, hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yep, I went because we had yeah. a 80s and 90s wrestler theme at work. Yeah, and... that's cool. I went as, uh, what do we call that? Like a dollar store version of Hacksaw Jim Duggan because I just couldn't find the right stuff to match. Oh, you did pretty good, to be honest with you. I'll say, like, you you said that you you encouraged me and made me feel better about it because I was like, oh, I don't think I looked good at all. Oh, I looked really good. I thought it was pretty good, actually. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, uh, then what was it? The, uh, the Druid? Nope. The next, uh, next, uh, like, I think it was on like the weekend before Halloween. I ended up dressing up as that, like, cultist inspired by uh vincent price's uh red death in the mask of the red death yeah that was, face is all right. yeah i, was like, I remember you like really like that one too i was like mm, i'll break me off a piece of that kit kat bar <laughs> yeah no you looked good you looked really good in that outfit it was a good outfit for you yeah so i might try i might throw that outfit on again because that's simple and easy hey why um, not yep and then might pull out my renaissance festival outfit for passing out candy might do something completely different. Like I, I'm, I haven't fully decided yet because I don't have like nearly as many opportunities for wearing costumes out. Like you have all these events that you're able to go to. Yeah, there isn't too many of those types of events going on around here. Like besides like the haunted house and stuff. And you usually don't want to dress up for like that stuff like that. No, I wouldn't dress up to go to a haunted house either. I it was cute when I had the devil cost the devil the Supergirl or Superwoman or whatever Supergirl costume on. I had so many kids wave to me at the event I went. Oh, to. I bet I bet you've drawn so much attention from the kids. Yeah, like I had the little boots on and stuff, and um, it was it was supposed to be a sexy costume. I made it a slightly less sexier to go out. Children. Yeah, so you um, were able to like, yeah, you know, like you're able to make it look like look like it would in the comic book. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like I, I looked, you know, it wasn't like I was wearing a sack, but I wasn't like, you know, dressed out how I'm going to be dressed when I go to uh, the Devil's Night thing. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, last time I went to see the Great Queen Stowe, I went in a full leather outfit. Um, yeah. Just because when I go out, I I go out to party and I I dress. Like I'm going to party, and that's I have no problem admitting to that, and I and I'm proud of myself and happy. Yeah, for like that. I said, you are two different people in one because you are. I am. You are business casual, Heather, and then you yeah. are partying this partying out in the wild. Uh, got my sexy outfit on, looking good. Yeah, yeah. I wear stilettos, and I I definitely like. And the drag queen, it was she was sweet. She's like, you know, girl, you're not supposed to look better than the drag queen. <laughs> I thought that was pretty. <laughs> pretty sweet um you know so we'll see i'm i'm really debating how far i want to take it more or less because i don't want my girlfriends with me to be super uncomfortable like if i thought they were going to take it that far i would probably yeah uh, yeah you, <laughs> i would you probably would take it a lot further but uh, we'll see i can see where i could see you just taking it one step further every time yeah i would um you know like within reason obviously like i'm not going to walk around naked or anything like that. well that'd be kind of like, fun though 
Yeah. <laughs> right? Can you imagine? Um, it'd be cold. It's cold up here. We don't live in fucking Florida. Maybe I can right. get away with that in Florida uh, or Australia. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. But I definitely am going to pull off the witch thing to go to the trivia, which will be like a little more revealing, but like nothing like nothing crazy the top right yeah. um but i haven't been dressed as a witch in forever but I, i'm just piecing together stuff from like uh we have this place called treasure hunt up here where they sell like discounted items and stuff and value village and i just piece together things and i make it that work. makes sense like because you don't usually do your stuff from the halloween stores do you no because those that, no, that stuff's way expensive. overpriced right or unless someone hands me down halloween costumes that they don't want anymore i wear them and then i miss and match them with other things right because that's that's pretty much why i don't have very many because like the only option i've really seen is the halloween stores and that's yeah. very pricey but like, you have to go to value village if we ever have a chance to get together i'll take you to value village which is our thrift store up here and we have really good stuff there and, yeah because our uh, goodwills here aren't that great like you have to go to like the privileged areas because they get like rich people give away crazy yeah. shit right so anyway but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see your Halloween costumes and the adventures you get up to. You have some fun stuff going on. Me too. And and uh, I think we should share some of our Halloween adventures coming up, like with our Halloween outfits on the podcast page, like the ones that well, you've really, Well, I really, I really promoted them, right? So I feel like right. I better share. Just so we're clear, like I don't dress like a stripper, guys. Like it's not that bad. I just definitely do it up. Right. I don't know. Scott's like, like, yeah, you do, Heather. <laughs> you, you, you look good. I'll say that. <laughs> but um, no, I was gonna say uh, but yeah, like I, we should uh, like anybody that because uh, we already you know shared the children's cast like our child's yes. costumes yes. and stuff. So yeah, if you guys when you guys hear this, feel free to share like your adult uh, Halloween costumes. I'll share mine. Heather will share some of hers. <laughs> like some of theirs. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I'm assuming she will. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But uh, yeah, like, I would like to see what everybody gets up to during this time of year, like if they dress up. Because I know, like, I'm going to call them out, Court Syop. I know you did a freaking awesome uh, costume, like a couple years back, like you actually like used like, you built it yourself and drilled and all that shit. So I just remember it being like some wicked ass skull gas mask thing that you made. So that sounds pretty cool. If you hear this, share it on our page, my friend. Yeah, please do. Please do. Cause you know what? That's all about the spirit, right? We're yeah. making the best of 2020. You know, we know it's not been a perfect year. We're all aware, but let's make the best of this. Let's just have fun. You know, whatever fun, whatever safe fun looks like for you and everyone lives in different areas and things are happening in different areas. So no judgment here. You do what's best and safe for you and your family, but yep. uh, let's have a good time. Yep. Everyone have a great time and a happy Halloween. And thank you as always for listening. We really hope you enjoyed our last show with the Horror for Dummies guys. Um, it was so nice having them on. They're so great. I I, I can't say enough good things about them in their podcast. Please check out their, their Halloween House of Horrors and give them a five-star written review. Um, I don't even know if you can review Scott and I. Probably wouldn't read it anyway, so don't No, bother. I'll say, like, uh, technically they would have to re- uh, give a five-star to kill the cast, but you should do that anyways. Yeah, give a five-star to kill the cast. Give a five-star to kill the cast for sure. And we'll be back in November with a new theme, new adventures. And many more stories. And Halloween stories. And Scott's dating stories. And Heather's uh, Bobby recovering lip. <laughs> Heather's, <laughs> Heather's recovering liver stories. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Truth. 
you got truth. some you got some drinking days coming up i know so truth. <laughs> so true yeah i'll never forget bobbin like legit bobbin for apples like talk about like a death activity who the yeah. fuck thought that was a good idea yeah stick your head in this water with everyone else with your hands behind your back seems safe <laughs> seems legit right yeah oh, my favorite yum yum caramel apples nom, 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 oh nom. i love caramel. my tum tum or as Homer would go, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Treehouse Horror, right? Which is yes. horror for dummies. Just covered that. Um, you can also find Scott and I on It's Not Horror, okay? Um, and we'll be hopping around here and there in different podcasts. I think coming up soon, we'll have some yep. adventures. And uh, yeah, anything else you want to say before we say goodbye? No, just uh, until next time. Unpleasant dreams. And a happy and a spooky Halloween. <laughs> happy Halloween, everyone. Be safe and don't bob for apples. Good night. Good night. Yeah.